The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop his six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in, this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Wood. Heard me out Rich Lotto. What's going on, man? Ho, ho, ho. How's it going? Oh, for those that are listening only in podcast form, I suggest this week you uh, go to the YouTube or you go to the Twitch and you look at the stream so you can see that Rich has like a Santa Claus effect over his face right now. Um, that that's why that's what the ho ho holes are for. He is he is Santa Claus this week. He is not, in fact, the Godfather. So uh, this, is, this is what he's doing, this is what he's doing this week, and uh, when the clips go up, you'll see it and uh, enjoy. Uh, yeah, so man. yeah, so yeah, man. I guess you know Christmas on around right around the corner. Uh, yep, we, got, yep. so we got some work to do um, as far as what we're gonna do with the uh, award show this week and uh, or next week or two, and then also like trying to preview um, worlds in and the Sumo Hall for Stardom and also Russell Kingdom. But uh, we'll, we'll end up figuring that out. We, we, we may have to come back with it. like, we may have to come back with like an out of rotation show. Yeah, because obviously sure. next next Monday is Christmas, so we're not going to do a show next week. Right. Uh, and the week after that is January first, so uh, a lot of college football on that day. So probably uh, we'll be back on the second. Uh, so um, besides that, as James mentioned, um, you know we we got FOH dropping this weekend. So no One Nation Radio, but you do get FOH, which is like it's like a One Nation Radio and a half. So um, make sure you guys uh, watch out for the PayHip link and, and all that. We appreciate you guys uh, supporting every year. We also uploaded the 2022 FOH already on the feed um, this past week. And uh, getting a lot of, uh, you know, people like reaching out and definitely showing love in the YouTube comment section. I definitely I don't want to forget about our YouTube commenters uh, that comment on uh, the, the full shows. So appreciate you guys uh, doing that. Uh, and 
letting us know like the Carl Anderson rant was legendary and all this <laughs> stuff. And uh, that man was stealing money from multiple promotions. Like, yeah, uh, yeah it was crazy. Um, but besides that, um, I, you guys will hear uh, Josh getting chopped at the end of this show. Um, <laughs> it was a lot, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, do we need to go into that? I don't think we ever talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's nothing, nothing serious, but like, you know, Josh has been, you know, training on and off um, pro wrestling for a while now. And um, it was, it was, I was made aware that like he does not, he does not, he hates chops, right? And this, we started making, you know, the jokes with like CM Punk or whatever. And, and it was just me, it was like, you, you mean to tell me you bumping on your, you bumping on your back and all that kind of stuff and chops would bother you? And like, you know, I, you know, I played high school football. So therefore, in a locker room full of teenage boys. And what are teenage boys doing? Stupid shit like chop each other in their bare chest for fun. So, um, for me, it was like, that's, that's some people did, right? You're like, oh, 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 you're, oh, you're getting jazz cause you're slacking, right? Cause you're lacking, right? So I was like, it's just chops. What's, what's, what's the problem? He's like, I don't, I don't like chops. And, and then it was like, I want to shop this man so bad now because I'm, I'm, I'm really fucking good at shopping. <laughs> so, I was like, so I was like, I want to shop this man so bad, but he don't want to take shops. Um, so, you know, for years, he, or a few years now, he's been like, nah, 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 I want no parts, I want no parts. And I used to always joke with y'all, like, you know, I'm one of these days. I'm gonna get mass in shape and I'm gonna train and then me, me and Josh come and match and he gonna have no choice but to take these shops. And I always, I always fuck with him and then, and then I started getting in shape and then Josh was like, and then we do the joke, the joke, I made the joke seem like it was more of a threat than a joke, right? So I don't know what happened. I was like, how do we make it to where, um, Josh was, we were, we were trying to come up with all sorts of ideas or trying to rig things, try to like, cause we do Secret Santa in our group. And we were trying to figure out how to how to rig this thing to where Josh is my secret Santa, so he has to take these shops. So eventually, I don't know what happened. I don't know what mechanics happened, but in the middle of the show, he says, "You know what? I've had what something like uh, I've had seven drinks already. I'm drunk as fuck. My Christmas well, yeah. all y'all is y'all get a chop." And I was like, "Me? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this was so much my lucky day." So you got your chop in. Jeremy got his chop in, and then uh, if you hear the audio, you hear how I built it up. I, I said, I was like, look, man, I've been waiting to chop you for a long fucking time, and all sorts of things. I was like, are you ready? Like, don't, like, are you ready? And I was, you know, I saw you, I come on, I was like, are you, because he had the camera, I was like, are you ready? Yeah. America, are you ready? You know, and then I put, I put my mic down, so I'm about to chop shit at this white man, and then I, I did the whole kibashi joint, where I like, seemed like I was chop him hard one time, and then I give it to him, and like, I shot, visually, I shot him harder than I thought. Like, visually, I shot him harder than I thought I did. But uh, yeah, it, it was still fun nonetheless. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we can continue that tradition every year. Every year, I get to chop Josh one time in the chest. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. It depends on how drunk we get him, I guess, next year. Yeah, um, but I actually had James. I was James' secret Santa this year. So oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I gave James, uh, I sent something to the Boyd household and uh, yeah. he's going to open it live yeah. on air now. All right. So, uh, All right. So before I open this, uh, is this a real gift or is it shenanigans? It's a real gift. Is it really a real gift or am I already blown on camera? <laughs> record this in a live stream for the people. So, it's, because, All right. So. If, 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 if this were a gag gift, I would have deserved it because um, I have sent gag gifts to friends in the past. 
Um, I have one year. I, I, think, I can't remember what year it was. All like a bunch of people, probably like a half a dozen people. I uh, I ended up getting like you know like the clothes box box uh for uh, stuff and it wrapped it up and I had like the uh the nice paper inside where for cushion so they can open up the box they can open up the cushion like they finna get a, like a t-shirt or something and they opened that shit and all they saw was it was, was fucking charcoal like I'm that kind of asshole like I've done that, I've done that before I did I opened that shit bro I was heartbroken I was like bro what kind of shit is this Yeah, I felt bad because Rich, I came over to Rich's house and Rich was like, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. And then he opened it and the way he put on like he was so appreciative. I was like, man, I don't know how this is going to go. Rich laughed so goddamn hard. I was like, hey, all right, it worked. Because the way you, t- the way you see like, bro, I'm so, I'm so, I'm so, I'm so I didn't, I wasn't expecting this. I'm so happy. And then he opened it. He laughed. I was like, oh boy, because that could go real bad. If you like, you really appreciate this gift. And I got you this gag gift. Are you even motherfucker? Oh, you know, I'm just, I'm just an asshole. And I think, yep. Hold on, hold on. Let's see, let's see what we got here. So I open up the box right now, and it is 3D art. Okay, it is Florida State wall wall art, and this also this is fun, and it's also a hint that Rich saying I need to put some shit on these walls. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, so we'll uh we'll put this up here somewhere in the background, whatever else. Um. And I will make this work. So, Rich, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I'll probably put like a bookshelf or something beside. It. I'll put this right here next to some books. Like, nice. I, look, I'm always, like it. I've always been like, hey, in the picture, I got books somewhere around here, but like, uh, but they're not in shot right now. So, these are the books I normally have in shot or are out of shot. If you can see, put it up close to the camera. Let's see. See, it's backwards. So oh, yeah, I it see backwards. this. Okay, so. Uh, Roxanne Gay, Bad Feminist, um, a book of Dr. King's speeches, uh, this book of WWE rules, right, <laughs> that Daniel Bryan's uh, on the forward of, uh, Moxley's book, Moxley's book, and uh, the, the hardcover of the 1619 Project. So, um, those are some of them. Like, underneath that is... Uh, is uh the Dot Chad Smith's WrestleMania robbery book as well. Uh yes, the Moss book is very, very good. Uh that that like made me even more of a fan of his than I was before. Um and Bill Simmons book of basketball. Um and Chase I got some books too. <laughs> I, got, I got some books here too. <laughs> yeah, okay, I see you got the Bret Hart book. I see that. Yeah. Big ass pink book. Uh, Larry Madison, 50 greatest professional wrestlers of all time. Remember, remember when we first read that before we even like knew about the before we even started listening to Observer? Yeah, like, like why does he have Sean so low? Yeah, and everything, and we had no idea that like this is also like a person that was like one of the better bookers in the history of pro wrestling. Uh, Coach one of the better minds in history of pro wrestling because of St. Louis, it was interesting. Chad Matthews' book, I got Jay Dilla's book down there. I, I didn't got, know Jay Dilla had a book. Yeah, or like a big like it's like gigantic. It's called like Dilla Time or whatever. Okay, I don't know if you can see it right here, but it's pretty. It's pretty dope. So okay, it's kind of uh, obscured because of the uh, the filter you have on, but I do see it. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, man, definitely. Thank you so much for the FSU art. I'll put it. Up, uh, I'll get it up no my next show. We do. No doubt. Got the Nipsey Hustle book, Life and Times of Nipsey Hustle. 
Is that an official uh, deal or is that a? Uh, it's oh, like a, uh, it is after he died. A guy named okay. Rob kind of kind of wrote it, and it's like a very detailed biography. Okay. So, um, yes, Brett's book is long. Like Brett, what, how long is that? Like five yeah, pages? Like Brett that? Brett's book is longer than <laughs> a giraffe neck, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like that shit is the wrestling bible. I feel like I remember you said that to me before. Yeah, yeah, because he remembers like, basically everything. It's like every story you ever wanted to know, or his opinion on somebody, or whatever. It's all there. Uh, he wrote this shit. He's like, I ain't going back for another one. This it. Right, right. There's no reason for him <laughs> to ever like do anything else. Like that was it. That was the final contribution to the business. <laughs> Well, except niggas just stealing from him like religiously, but yeah, um, yeah, man. Um, I guess we should probably get into the topics. So glad yeah. you like the gift, and um, yeah, thanks, like, man. So, um, Kenny Omega news broke. Uh, I think it was Friday uh, or something like me, that. It, no, it was a day. It was Thursday, late in the week. Yeah. Uh, so, like, he had a segment with Chris Jericho that when Big Bill and Ricky Starks, it did not go well. Uh, it, it, it was like it was something. I, it was like I thought there were parts of it that was funny, but I was like, Same. "Yo, what is wrong like here?" Like, it just seemed like they were they sent him out there with no plan, right? And then it was like, "Well, I don't know what this is all about or why is, is this is going on like this." And I was just like. Wow, like what's going? Something's not right here. Like, and it was like, you know, I, I don't know what was going on. Um, news came out that Kenny Omega has diverticulitis, and I was just like, "Fuck!" Like, first um, he sends a tweet out, um, basically said, announces that he's out indefinitely, doesn't know when he's returning. He's from a hospital bed. He looks like he's been up for a really long time. Um, and I saw this and I was just like, at first there was no diagnosis. And then the first thing I saw was like the doctors caught it early. And I was like, cancer? Like I was, I was like immediately like, you know, assuming the worst or whatever. And um, yeah. I heard the diverticulitis thing and I was still just like heart sunk. Like mm -hmm. um, just like, I don't really know too much about diverticulitis except right. that Brock Lesnar had it. Right. And that's um, what most wrestling fans know it as is like it fucked Brock Lesnar really bad for a long time. So people thought or so a lot of people initial thoughts are the wrestling fans are like, oh shit, that's the shit that Brock was out for for a while, for a minute. This fucked him up. And like, is that potentially like another long hiatus for Kenny Omega? Yeah. Um yeah. and I'm just like Wow. Like, and then this is like fresh off, uh, you know, he wrestled a match against Ethan Page last week, uh, kind of under these uh, conditions or whatever were symptoms. Uh, soldier through anyway, uh, made the next town. He went out there and like, I don't know if like he was being, uh, you know, worked on or anything like that. He had any side effects because you know, he, he sounded a little loopy in the ring. Um, <clears throat> but I saw I was just really sad, man. And it was just like I I hope that like my favorite wrestler ever didn't just get like the rest of his like prime like robbed from him. Like not even your like you can say yes, your body betraying you or whatever, because like obviously like you know, he's fought through like the physical injuries and 
everything, whatever. And he's, you know, he came back and he's, you know, still had some of the, uh, the greatest matches this year that we've ever seen. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I saw this and I was just like, this is going to be very hard to talk about. And, you know, if he's like never the same wrestler again, sad as an understatement. And, you know, I, you know, there's, there's back channel stuff. I can't really, um, go into, you know, you know, like that, you know, people are telling a friend that's telling a friend that's, you know, telling, you know, people, but yeah, it's a game of telephone has um, been irresponsible. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. And it's like, uh, I, I don't think there was any surgery. I, I think Dave was talking about it or anything, which is like good, but, uh, you know, it really struck me that it was like, yo, if he didn't come in when he did, like it would have been a major issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that's one of the things when you hear about, like, uh, people's prognosis with um, diverticulitis. Like, for example, my mom had it actually, and I actually mentioned this to you, like, you know, when we found out it was diverticulitis with Omega, was like, when we were in um, New Orleans for WrestleMania week in 2018, my mom actually went to urgent care, or not urgent care, but um, what do you call it? Uh, like the walk-in shit. That, like when you don't want to go to ERs because you don't want to take the bill, but it's same kind of same thing. Ur- yeah. I think it's urgent care, whatever. But um, she went in and she ended up actually having diverticulitis. And like the thing is, like uh, the recovery time is if you have no complications, is faster than you think it is if you're a wrestling fan like us. It thinks like you know the Brock Lesnar thing. But obviously, you know, you don't know how it is, but. You know, they said they caught it early, so it it could be that he's out for a month. But compared to, or two months or whatever, but compared to out for a year like Brock, I'd take that nine times. I think I think everybody else would too. So we'll see how it goes. We hope that and as they said they caught it early. Hopefully, like everything goes, works out well, and we see Kenny Omega healthy and you know if he's healthy back in the ring sooner rather than later. Um, so you know that you know I I, I kind of you know I for people that don't know, I was like that's kind of the thing. It's not it's the Brock thing was rare. It, that that's not that's more of an exception than a rule. So, but that's all we think about because that's what, all we know. So, um, you know, hopefully, I, uh, you know, hopefully he's he's uh, he'll be in better. He'll be he'll be in you know better uh, pos- or health wise in the future, like sooner than later. That so that's all I can really hope for. And you know, the, the wrestling part that's secondary right now. It's like the main thing is like this dude's that dude was out there in front of a live audience and he was fucked up and he wrestled like a week ago. Yeah, and he, he was set to wrestle this week as well. Um, Do you know what the match was supposed to be? No, I don't. I don't know what the match was supposed to be. Okay. Yet, but um, it, it, it's just like fuck. Like, hopefully, you know, when, when he's back, and I'm just gonna take that, you know, approach with it. You know, he'll be he'll be back. Um, you know, this was this was not the most uh, interesting year for Kenny Omega, right? There was just a lot of like. Where does he fit in here? Why, you know, I've, I've talked about his presentation and, you know, the other stuff besides, you know, the the awesome resume and matches that, you know, he's given us. And I was just, you know, like, well, there's, I guess there's one last thing, like, you know, like they've got to, when he, when he comes back, like, it's like, yo, he's got to make it to the top. Like they've got to, you know, give him the quote unquote one last you know, uh, you know, one last ride to the championship, the, the Tanahashi Russell Kingdom, uh, you know, the Tetsuya Knights right now, like, like they got to do it. Like this guy, I feel like they've taken him for granted for far too long. 
And this is another reminder that people can be yanked off of this roster in a fucking heartbeat. And <laughs> you know, let's let let's keep it a stack. Like I I just don't know what the plan has been or was going to keep, you know, being with him. So um from a wrestling standpoint, that's at least how I feel about it. Obviously, from a human standpoint, uh hope he, you know, beats this thing and uh, you know, he's he's able to resume training because that's like, you know, usually where you figure it out, like where you're at, because you know, last time he he you know was was out like that, he was, you know, talking about the training and, you know, he really struggled with that and he was having setbacks. And he talked about not wanting to go through that again. So um hope, hopefully he doesn't retire or anything. So um but yeah that's that's pretty much it um <clears throat> other news kazushka oh, okada oh, 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 oh. no you could do the other the other news or whatever it's gonna be funny when you clip this stuff up because you we just did a serious topic you got this fucking santa man stuff on your face that, that, that's yes funny. but yeah but now yes. move on to now to talk about okada yeah kazushka okada um so last week i did a segment uh or i don't know if it was last week it was a solo show i did uh and no, it wasn't last week. It was two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I talked about Kazushiko Okada uh, and this new kind of uh, story that's dropped about him considering leaving New Japan Pro Wrestling. And over the weekend, some rumors started gaining lots of traction. Uh, originally, you know, by the Super J cast, you know, doing the, doing the tweets. Uh, you know, Chris Sampson weighing in, and these guys are pretty plugged in. <laughs> I mentioned Barry Bloom uh, on the show two weeks ago on this show. I was like, look, it could have been Will just like saying, hey, they giving away bags over here, bro. You, <laughs> you need to holler at Mr. Barry and, and see what Mr. Barry can do for you, uh, Kazushiko Okada. Um, I mentioned that when you sign with Barry Bloom, it is not likely, and I'm not saying Okada has signed with Barry, Barry Bloom or anything, but the rumor is that Bloom is definitely lurking around right now mm-hmm. um i did not get you weighing in on this whole okada might actually leave new japan thing uh-huh what do you make of all this james because this is like i i got a couple things i got a couple jokes to make before we get though um you know to my jokes and all that i'll hand it to you first um it just seems kind of odd like um I would see why he, why Okada would want to come here and wrestle here, but I don't see why, other than the challenge of doing it, why he would want to come over here and wrestle full time in America. I feel like his whole entire life is on the other side of the world. Um, if he can find some type of, you know, place where he can work in between, he can still do New Japan and AEW, and he can be basically like a big match guy for AEW. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot more sense than like he's here every week or he's here every other week or he's here every three weeks. That seems a bit much. Uh, like he to me, he seems more like he would fit more AEW as a special attraction guy than a actual person on the roster because there's already so many mouths to feed as it is already anyway. Um, and regardless of the part where like I think he's the greatest wrestler ever, that still is another mouth to feed. Um, and there's tons of matches to reel off here you have on pay-per-view and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I just, his English is not strong at all 
right? He's, he's a person that's like, he can memorize something to say, but he's not, you know, but he's not, a, he's not going to have be a promo in that way. Like if you're going to, if they, if they're going to actually bring in new Japan wrestlers for real the whole time like this and like, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the struggles they've had with like, uh, some of the, some of the Joshi and obviously with Okada, you, you're going to try a lot harder, which is helpful. It should means it should trickle down to the women that have been here and have had struggles trying to get their stories across that aren't as, you know, fluent in English as Sheeta is. But, um, at the same time, like it's going to be a struggle regardless. And there's always going to be resistance because like, there's this fucking group of, of American wrestling fans that do not want to read subtitles because, and they don't, and they're just lazy as fuck. And it's the same things, the same struggles we saw for all these years and, and decades with the Japanese wrestlers in America. So, um, you know, I, I feel like it'd be a much easier thing if like he was able to just go back and forth between the two promotions. Uh, but if he's over here all the time, I think he's it'll be successful because I think anything he does was going to be successful for the most part. And the 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 level of buy and Tony Khan knows would would make sure it will work, right? Um, but I just have a lot more questions than actual answers of an AEW of you put in somebody of that stature and you put and you plug them in and they don't speak the language, like when it's Takeshita or it's Bandito. You just say, go out there, have your match, and then we'll get back to another match, another point, and it's all fine. You can't do that with somebody that's... <laughs> you can't necessarily do that with somebody of that stature, right? Like, it's one thing when it's Takeshi and it's DDT. It's another thing when it's, like, it's Okada, you know? So, um, I, I'm interested to see... It, it just leaves a lot of questions of, like, how this fit will work in... And if it was WWE because they had Nakamura, you'd be like, well, we know what he would do, and that wouldn't be satisfying at all. But at least we know. But but at least we have WWE's a known known there. Thing. Like WWE's not out of this thing because they want a bad too. But um, I I just don't like when you get Barry Bloom involved. Chances are right. WWE's not happening. Right. right. Um, and then you think of like all the people that he's ever worked with. Most that, that are that are that are that are in one of the major or in WWE or in AEW. Most of them are in AEW. Right, like there, there's a couple people in WWE, but yeah. it's like yeah. you know the roots are way more established in in AEW already. Right, um, you know, I, I, there was a lot of like interesting reactions to this. There were absolute meltdowns going on. Um, there were as, as there should be. Is one of the two biggest stars in the, in in New Japan Pro Wrestling is going to leave for America? It, it, it is it is a cause for panic. Look, it absolutely is, especially given like the job that they did not do in the second half of 2023. Like working on those new stars, you were trying to build up to get to those level after, like Okada more or less pumped them all in Sonata, you know, throughout yeah. the year, and you also know, Naito at points too. All I'm told, James, is how how well everything's going. How you know there are allegedly going to be forty thousand people in the Tokyo Dome and, and all this stuff, you know. So yeah. you know, Kazuchika Okada walks out the door. Everything should be just fine. Look, shouldn't, it, shouldn't it? Shouldn't it be James? No, Everything should I'm be not, just I'm fine. Not, you, not, you can build around evil. You can build around a fucking house of torture. You can get your test to your Naito Ace run. Uh, fit, you, you, you can let several corny other uh, corny sounding motherfuckers rise up like David Finley. Like what? What do you mean? There's 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 plenty of, of an embarrassment of riches that are going on right here. Not Yoda Suji. Not doing nothing with Shingo Takagi. Right. 
Look, I look, I I get I get what you're saying, and I I agree. There has been a lot of people uh, being defensive about like that that being the main event of the Tokyo Dome, even though it's like, look, man, y'all are Naito fans. No one's arguing about Naito being in the main event. We're talking about the guy he's he's facing that's opposite of him in the ring. That's the issue. Um, but like, you know, just, it wouldn't let's, be great. Let's, Let's just go back. Let's just go back. It would, right? it would have been great if they used their G one to elevate one of their young people. Yeah. Um, and, to, to but do they all, something they, with they, Yoda they Suji. Lose, they all had to lose to Sonata in the same block. To do something with uh, Shota Umino to not end Renderita's career prematurely by putting him in a house of torture. Yeah. <sighs> that was just recent too. Um, look. Uh, just ultimately, do you think about it? Like, I, I, look, the forty thousand, however many tickets, and how well they're doing is one thing. Uh, the problem is the reality, which is like, okay, Russell Kingdom nine, Okada versus Tanahashi. Russell Kingdom ten, Okada versus Tanahashi. Russell Kingdom eleven, uh, Okada versus Omega. Russell Kingdom twelve, Okada versus Naito. Russell Kingdom uh thirteen, uh. Or Okada he's not in the main white. event, but then you get to 14 and then he's back in the main event. Then you get to 15 and he's back in the main event. Then you get to 16. Uh, I can't remember what the double domes are at that point in time. But then last year he's in the main event again. And it's like, he he is like in the Roman Reigns thing where it's like, he's in the main event of your biggest show every single fucking year. And now he's got, and now it seems like he's he may be out the door. That is what cause is for concerns. Crazy. We have to ask, what is going on with Bushy Road? Yeah, we what do. is happening? And this is between Stardom yep. and New Japan. Yep. What's going on backstage that they're not telling us? Yeah. What uh, is making Kazushi Okada make inquiries in America? I want to know. Like, well, like, what's the nigga name? Who's saying that shit, Joe? I want to know what's yeah, that, going on. That, that was uh, Joe. Yes, yeah. Joe. Yes, it's Joe. Yeah, I, I want to know whatever the fuck is happening because something's not right. And like, like if this is a case where New Japan is just fucking broke or whatever, all right, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But I feel like they will find the money. They will find the yen. You know, we talk about the yen being down. Right. They will find it for Kazushi Okada. But if it's a you case would you would like, think so. Like, but then there were stories a couple years ago that like Naito during the pandemic took a pay cut too. Look, if it's me, Kazushi Okada, I ain't taking no fucking pay cut. There's Tessie and Naito, and then there's me. Like, goddammit, you can ask you can ask him to do that. Not me. Not not knowing what what, what uh what what uh what Mr. Barry can can, can get for me. I Take don't dis- look, I don't disagree. I'm Sick. just point, I'm just pointing out what, this, what the situation was at different points of time, right? Um and yeah, like the the Bushi roll thing, and then you hear about like the uh just like this last week over last week as well, like He's got options. Like, Noah, All Japan, Stardom, Tokidoshi Pro, like, seven of them, like, seven or eight different, like, promotions are all, like, getting together to a super show to try to, like... Um, United Japan. It's like a... It's a whole alliance they formed, basically. Yeah, like, they, and it's hey, like... Ain't nobody else starting up out here. Right, and it's like, hey, man, it's a lot of belt tightening going on around here, and, like, we've been talking about that Joshi scene post-pandemic for a while now, and it's just going number down, 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 except for Stardom. And Stardom just basically is kind of just bro, fun. and it, it feel like they're not immune. Like they're, they're not, they're happen. definitely not immune because they're also hurt because so many of the stars got injured in the second half of the year. 
Um, and also, like, you know, there's all this conflict in stardom with, like, the Bushi Road in, is a, in their office is different from what the stardom office originally was, and, like, what that has meant for the promotion on screen in the last year, and has been, like, it's been different, and you see it on, you see it on, you know, this year, like, we've covered stardom a lot less, I've been a lot less interested, because it it's, doesn't feel like what it was from 2019 through 2023, um, or 2022, uh, so yeah, like, it's, it's, you know, you, you can say the same thing about New Japan, like, for a while now, that is like, you know, ever since the House of Swords came around, and, like, they basically, you know, came in with the, with the, um, the fumbling of Ibushi, like, the fumbling of Osprey, like, when he had his tower run, and, like, you know, they were just kind of just like, alright, well, we'll just get it back to Okada, and then they put it back on Okada, and then, and then like, we'll put it on Naito, and then, and then they took it off Naito again, and, like, it's been a, it's been a lot of weird things, like, that Jay White title reign for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> fresh, fresh, coming fresh off the pandemic or fresh off of the hiatus when he won around. Yeah, it was that too. Um, they've made, they've made a lot of mistakes at the top, but they've been able to do interesting things, and they still have you know the best big match wrestling in the world, uh, bell to bell every mm-hmm. year. But um, they're just throwing out title lineages left and right, and introducing new belts, and yeah, just like the things that mean things to people. They are disregarding them and saying, yeah, we're trying to build some new shit. And, you know, right. it, you know, you know, is that the worst thing in the world? No. But like when you stack all of them on top of each other, the IWGP global op- GHC, it's like, what the fuck does this belt mean? Like, right. and, you know, it's like everyone thought they were pulling out an IC belt. They're not. Um, <laughs> it's like, you know, it. it I would not want to see Kazushiko Okada leave New Japan Pro Wrestling. That I don't shit either. would be that shit would be tragic. Like, and it would be start the Rich, dark ages. Look, look, start the, the hold on, Jace. Yes, start the dark ages. Stop the cap and like start booking Wrestle Kingdom at fucking uh at Osaka Joe Hall at that point. Like, start figuring it out because y'all ain't gonna be going to the dome no no time soon. Y'all gonna be out here looking at uh you know some different venues, you know, less sizing, you know, uh <laughs> hoping, praying, lying Budokan Hall, you know. That's what y'all be looking at. Like, figure it out. So like a this this year, because the year's not out. This year I was in the Tokyo Dome. On the first Tokyo Dome show of New Japan since Anoki passed away on October 1st, 2021. And to, for them to end that show with Okada at, at the top of the ramp and he does the Anoki pose, they play the Anoki Bumaye music. They go, they go from that to a, like a year later he leaves. That's a fucking... Unbelievable. That's, that's like... What? That's that. That's that, like I couldn't. I couldn't. You could have told me a year. You could have told me a year ago that that that, that we were in a situation where like he may leave. What? No, they cannot let this happen. Like, yeah. like they cannot let this happen because I will rake them over the coals for letting this happen. Like, there's no reason. Like, if Kazushi Okada wants to do more dates and they want to like, and they're going through financial trouble right now and whatever, 
I don't know what's going on. I'm not. I'm not privy to the book. I have not seen the books, James. Much like Joe Budden's right. com, uh, podcast compatriots, I have not seen the books. However, if this is a case where it's like Tony Khan's like, yeah, we're your partner. We'll help you out. You know, with his contract or whatever, and you give him to us like ten or twelve dates a year or whatever, and you know he works most of his contract there or whatever, right? Look. Do that, like, <laughs> and, but if it's a case where you know y'all let him out the door to go to WWE, and like, you know, I, I guess from that point, if you're a New Japan fan, like, it's like, yeah, you know, either is is AEW or is WWE, and um, some people think this is equally as bad. Um, some people think this is, uh, I, I don't know how to say it, like. It's just it's destructive on the on the part of AEW. I feel like should Okada become all elite, for example, we will learn quickly why that is, yeah. and and it'll be like yeah, there's serious business turmoil that that is going on. There is an offer that you know could not be refused or whatever. Um, but it would be a sad, sad day, and quite frankly, the end of the era, like officially like it like we already we're, we're done with the golden era that finished years yeah. ago right yeah this is like completely draw uh you know close the book essentially not the chapters the book is finished here yeah. um yeah yeah i i i, I rambles i did see people saying they would rather he go to wwe <laughs> for, yeah for what yeah seriously for I what you'd rather see him go to wwe to do what? To go to uh, NXT for two years? A year and a half? A year? I don't think Triple H would send him to NXT, but... They sent Nakamura to NXT, Rich. Different NXT then. Like, they were trying to do... They had a whole, like, strategy then that is not in alignment with what their NXT strategy is now. Um, I, I think that's just a lot of cope, and that's a lot of I hate AEW for, coming from these people. And, well, um, well... Well, Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay. Hey, these are all people they hate. These are all people they don't like. I I don't think there is overlap between all these different like uh, people that watch New Japan Pro Wrestling, but like they start they start the partnership and like their wrestlers show up and they do jobs over more than they win, and then like they come to they come over to Tokyo. Or AWS come to New Japan and then they lose, and then like now the rest are leaving uh, New Japan and coming to, to AEW. I there there's a right to feel resentment if you're like, hey man, like we don't even get like we don't even get treated like a fair partnership. Like we are here getting treated like we're like like how we used to treat ROH. We can hold real tears, like Jack Perry <laughs> says, real glass, real tears. Let me see them cry. Oh man, <laughs> real tears. Oh, but yeah, so, man, man, you know, they, they, they really would rather, they, like, they would rather have Kazushi Okada doing jobs to the Miz, you know, Kazushi Okada working with Tony D'Angelo, you know, <laughs> Kazushi Okada versus Grayson Waller, you know, let, oh, let's man. do it. Can, can, can I, can I like just get like, can I just get Okada versus, how would they change it? They, what would they change his name to? His would they let him keep his rain. name? 
that man's name would be Yen Rain or some no, shit. No, 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 Like, because they'd be like, Kazushka, how do you pronounce it? That's too tough. You'll keep Okada, but you got to change it to some other. Are you, they just call him, they just call him Kaz Okada or something like that? Kaz Okado. They wouldn't do Okado was like the shit he was in uh, TNA, right? They can't do that. Look. Oh, they named that man Otani. God damn it, Dr. Lariat. Yes, they would. Just like Apollo Crews. <laughs> or Carmelo Hayes. <laughs> they would definitely name that man something Otani. Yes. Oh, my God. Kaz Otani. You can keep right, the KO, um, all that shit. Right. Oh, my God. This so, is scrolling sick. up further, this is some, 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 some talking about like the new, if, if like, Okada leaves, like, where are they going to be in the Dome? Or where are they going to do Russell Kingdom yes, at? Yes, KBS Hall. At Tokyo Dome? Look, man, I saw... I saw... I saw someone say they're going to do it at fucking the Gato Move shit. They, like, they're going to do it at Ishigawa Chocolate Square. I'm like, yo, that's 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 gross. That's uh, crazy. Zach, Zach Nasty has said they're going to do it at Shinjuku. At Shinjuku. <laughs> <laughs> Shinjuku face or whatever. I'm like, and then like, luckily, luckily, no one says Shin, uh, Shinkiba first ring. First like, ring. Right, if and do it, they gonna do it at the fucking. They are gonna do it out, out by the docks. They gonna, they gonna do it in, in the fucking garage with no AC. You nasty, you nasty, nasty bitches. Don't wait, do that. Wait till we get Wrestle Kingdom in Fukuoka. You know, <laughs> wait the fuck out there. <laughs> On the other side of the island. Yeah, way over there. Black Saber Junior. TK pulling the Terrence Howard meme. Do you need some money? Yeah. Man. Oh man, sick, sick. Could Tony Khan buy New Japan to save to stop this from happening? Not, not that he like, not to say that he's a Look, savior. I mean, like, he could. Like, you buy it, and then like you let the same people, you let their office run on how they were running it. So like the Mark Cuban Mavericks deal. Like yeah, you know y'all can buy it for me, but I'm gonna still be in charge. <laughs> Bruce Haven said Triple H go enter a new level of racism, uh, sir. This is this is WWE. That that's a high high bar. <laughs> that is a high high bar. There, yes, there. Like depending on how old you are, old there's time. racism you have yet to see from them olden days that you don't realize was there. Like, bro, the the unveiling of Akeem is quite dream. frankly, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. the from most deepest racist darkest shit Africa is quite frankly some of the most racist shit I think I've ever seen in any media. I've watched movies that have the Ku Klux Klan in them that were less racist than this. Like <laughs> had these niggas dancing around looking like the looking like looking like the thriller video. Like and like they're 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 playing like uh drums and they got trash cans on fire. It's nighttime. Gene Oakland is out there. Uh Slick is out there talking a million miles an hour. And all of a sudden fucking one man gang comes up you know, doing the doing the hands and shit. You know, you know, uh, one man gang kind of do them hands. That's just like Julian. You know, the, 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 the hands and shit. <laughs> Julian does that. Julian's doing it to articulate a point that he's making. Like it's almost like yeah. Italians talking with their hands. Akeem the African Dream was not doing that. He was he was doing jive. He was he's making fun. Yeah, he's making fun of Dusty Rose, which is. Whatever. I'm not. I, yes, a problem in itself. Yes, very much so. Very much oh. so. It's, all, it's, 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 it's brink on brink of uh, of problematic on top of foundation of problematic. Yes. Yo, it, some some of the, the younger listeners, if you have not seen, I'm sure it's on YouTube. They <laughs> type in WWF Akeem debut. Like, 
you will never, I mean, ever see no shit like what, this what, now. When, 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 when your boy came out and had Black Favorite versus Bad News Brown, wasn't that his retirement match? Uh, no, I, that that wasn't his okay. his retirement. The quote unquote original re- retirement match was against Adrian Adonis at WrestleMania three, but he just kept coming back okay. a bunch of times. Yes, uh, yeah, Triple H love him some some Nazi iconic yes type you know uh, imagery and type that kind of shit. But um, yeah, them yeah. crosses like those were like the same cross that were on those Nazi uh, planes World War two. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Um. You know, New Japan Pro Wrestling, do not, and I mean do not, let Kazusha cut Okada out the door. Um, you spent a, a whole damn decade building him up. You can't, can't, no. No. That was just, imagine like Tanahashi looking at him, right? And being like, like, yo, I set this whole thing up for you. And like, who you set it up for? No one. Who did I set it up for? They ain't let me set it up for nobody. They ain't let they, me set they, it they, up. They told me I need to go out there and beat all them young dudes. Yep. Like, may, maybe it's not Okada that he would be talking to. He'd be walking in the office. Tanahashi would be walking, bow-legged yeah. into the office uh, to, to, you to have Gato. To that part. You didn't have to mention that last part. That was unnecessary. That was a call for. That's a cheap shot. <laughs> so, I gave you the end of my prime and post-prime Making this guy the fucking legend, and y'all let him walk out the fucking door. What's wrong with y'all? Well, you know, Tanahashi, when you know, when he first saw Naito, he thought Naito was gonna be the guy, and then Naito was like, "Oh no, nah, it's gonna be Okada." So Naito, so so, hey, now, it's time, now it's time for Naito to live up to the promise that, that Tanahashi saw in him. Time for him to finally live up to that. It's your time. Yeah, let's see it. Um, absolutely sick. Um, we so we got look, questions. Look, when Naito reel off this two year run of, of excellence, it, we're gonna have to eat it. <laughs> look back in some water. That's all he got. That's all we got fine. is two sets. See you, Naito. I'm willing. That's I'm willing fine. to prove me wrong. I'm willing that's to prove fine. it. He's he's let me be right a lot. That's but true. Like that's true. That man, yeah. It's, like, this, he gonna have, he, that man is not fighting me. That man is fighting against his knees and father time. Look, we I, are not look, the opponent. Our, <laughs> Our, our reason for us thinking that he's not on the level, he's the level just below them, is like just the history of what we've seen. Like, he's just not as consistent as some other guys. He just has it. His popularity is, he's as popular, he's more popular than all of them. But that's not the point. So, um, yeah, man. Um, Perk Knights. <sighs> uh, I, I, I don't know what happened if they caught him with a perk in that country. <laughs> <laughs> Shot on sight, and oh, they don't man. carry. Look, and they don't carry guns, James. Speak, yeah, <laughs> speaking of that, gun, look, sp- they will find a gun to shoot him with. Speaking of drugs <laughs> in in pro wrestling, you you hear the rumored about uh about uh Riddle. Riddle says he oh, wants yes. to, he wants to go to Japan, and I was like, oh yes, brother, you will make Noah. it back. Yo ass, yo. <laughs> pro wrestling Noah, come on down. Um. But yeah, I could easily see Riddle uh, in, in New Japan too. It definitely working the New Japan of America stuff. Um, and look, there there is some advice for for Matt Riddle. Don't bring it on the plane. Whatever it is, don't bring it. That look, don't bring no weed. Don't bring no no paraphernalia. Don't bring no sex toys. Nothing. Don't bring it. Like. <laughs> 
they, they don't want none of that over there. They don't, they don't want none of that. What is that? All of that. They don't want it in that on that side. Stay away. You know, keep the foolishness here. You got it. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not finna add on to whatever you just said. I'm. I'm just here to just nod and be like, okay, can we move on now? This <laughs> is sex toys. Unbelievable. <laughs> so you mean to tell me that <laughs> nothing? You got to go over there. Do you, 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 you really think Matt Riddle? Well, I can't say in his right mind because I don't know what the hell that is. You think Matt Riddle will get on the plane <laughs> and bring over a bag of kit? <laughs> Like an eight, like like eight ball MJG Living Legends uh, um, skit. He gonna bring a bag of kit. Dildos, oils, vibrators, six feet, six inch, or six or six feet dicks, or whatever. No, I don't. Look, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. But I did not know that Matt Riddle was trying to get back in 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 the quote unquote fucking game in in such a way. We look, look. Y'all know them stories. That that's hot there about about Riddle. So like. That, that man bought it all. Like, I, like, leave, like, like I said, Riddle, do what you do. Do it here at home. You know, they, 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 ain't, they ain't playing that game on that side. Man. I did not know that he was getting down. Like, I heard about, you know, he, he was out here for tag, you know, for handicap matches or whatever you want to call them or, but, or you know, multi, multi-person tags. But I did not hear anything about a such thing about, like, he was, I heard trying to kick it like he was Fred Smoot on the, on the Minnesota Vikings sex boat. I did not hear about that. I did not. I did not. What, bro? I remember when that story came out. I was like, bro, why did they single out Fred Smoot and him being specifically the person with the, with the dildo? Why did they? Why was he the only person that was mentioned to have the the, the dildo? I don't understand. I, I'm confused. Why was he mentioned? Why was he the only one mentioned? Why was that the only one? Why was that the only toy there? What happened? Is that was that his toy? Did he bring? No one asked any questions. I had tons of questions when I was like. I think I was like in seventh. I think it was in like eleventh grade. I had all these questions like, "What? What? 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 You got all these details. I want more details on these details." <laughs> like I said, Riddle, do what you do. I, I don't care about what you do. I just don't want you arrested. All right, they don't play that. Yeah, they don't play it they, over do, there. they do not. No games. They do not. Look, you go over there, you wrestle, you fall on the ground, and then you take your ass back to the hotel. That's what you do. Oh shit! What Wasabi King say? Couldn't you get it all at a, at a donkey? Oh my god! Jesus! Like you know what a don you know what a donkey in Japan is, right? Like it's like one of those like it's almost like a dollar store slash like a place you can get all sorts of crazy shit for cheap. Uh huh. So he's like, you you sure you can't get the sex toys over at the donkey? Hey man, man, I don't know what the fuck they got. I I I I, I wanted to go to one, but I never found time to go to one. But uh, to see all the kind of weird shit I could find or whatever else or whatever I could like buy for cheap as a gift to bring back, I just never got around to it or whatever. But yeah, man, uh, like Riddle, just just keep your nose clean, man. Keep your nose clean yeah. if you can go over yeah. there. Don't cause no more problems you already caused in the wrestling business. Just, just, just go over there, wrestle, and come the fuck back. This show is going off the rails. <laughs> it has. Uh, let's get to these questions, man. We, I, I opened the mailbag because I, I, I wanted to talk to the people, give them a chance to, to add some stuff. Uh, so Bruce, uh, longtime listener, says, how upset will you be when the devil turns out to be Don Callis? Why do you say that shit? <laughs> Bro, I saw that question. I was like, 
that would just be so unbelievable. It'd be like, hold on. Why would it be Don Callis? It's like he was doing something completely just, just to get like, Just to get fucking heat. Yo. That would be sick. I... That would be absolutely sick. I, I'm on the I'm on the second floor uh, of my house right now. I would consider looking out the window and checking the distance. That would be like so random. Yeah. <sighs> you know. Uh, so Black Saber Junior. Um, he says, with how great the uh, he said first hope y'all in the social suplex people are doing well. Uh, with how great the Continental Classic, aka the AEW Championship Carnival, has been, any improvements would you like to see from it going into next year? Uh, I gotta say, go ahead, James. Oh, I was gonna say, like, I think they should do a better <clears throat> job, like, um, playing their promos uh, post match during the shows if they can. Um, like, I, I remember when um, after. AEW, the first one, 2019, uh, all or double or nothing, um, aired and they did, you know, they had Moxley, you know, after he laid out Jericho in Omega, they had this promo where he walked to the back and then he just went off. Right. And that's kind of been in the vein of a lot of his, of a number of his promos over the years. And I thought that like, it worked really well of like, this is, you're catching a, a glimpse of reality in, of reality in quotation marks around it of like of the character post whatever he, the experience was in the ring or at ringside or all around or in glass or in hell in the case of Moxley. <laughs> and, um, I, I think that like some of these promos that he's done, um, and a lot of wrestlers have done, it makes me think of those, like when they're just in the back and they're basically like, you know, kind of licking their wounds post match and they're, you know, coming off the, the, the thrill of winning or the agony of defeat or like the feeling of like they barely scraped by and how draining this whole experience has been on them. And to see all these characters go through this is like, this is why I like pro wrestling. Like, this is what sports gives you. The reality of, like, a, a, you know, going through a whole season of football, except you actually get access to these people. And, like, they're trying to give you vulnerability as opposed to, in football, no one's going to, they, they're not supposed to, They in theory, they're, they could, but they won't do that. Right? Like, to show you, like, what happens to a fighter going through fights, in, in battles and scrapes and all that kind of stuff. Like this is the part of like the character stuff and the storytelling that you're giving people. And I think that's why people like that ha- didn't know this, is what they, what you can do have enjoyed it so far. It's cause like, yeah, like that's a, that's a cool thing about, about pro wrestling is like, it gives you what boxers or UFC fighters or football players can give you without the, how the front of like, Having to be so macho, they can show you like, the wares of battle. They can show you what's going through their minds. They can show you, give you a glimpse into their disappointment or all that kind of stuff. And I think it's been really cool. So like, I, I wish they could, they could spotlight more of that. Uh, but you know, outside of that, I, no notes. This has been an incredible tournament. The C two, quite frankly, has been a gift from God for this promotion. It's, it's been the best. It's the creative sense of the year for them, easily. This is has been so great, and you know one thing that I uh, like about it that I did not like originally. I think not announcing the matches has actually like kept people engaged in this thing because you're like, all right, what's going to be next? And then you get the match announcement, and the hype just like keeps building. There's no like seemingly dead point. There are no holes in the bracket. I want them to keep it at twelve guys. It's got to be. Kind of prestigious to be in this I, thing. It's like, yeah, 
I'm the point you just made about them not announcing. I think, I think that kind of clicks for me as far as because I, you know, you look at the bracket, kind of like, okay, what's next? And then you go through the wares, and you're like, okay, this has been a good show. This has been a good show. This has been a good show. And it's one thing when like you see the bracket, and you're like, all right. Even even when you knew the stuff, when you watch it, when you watch a Grand Prix or you watch a a G one or even a Carnival, and you just know best Super Juniors, you see the slate of all the matches, and you just like, all right, this date one is going to be real serious. Six, everybody, you know, every wrestler that's every wrestler has a match on the card because there's only three matches. Or if you're basically going like, except for that one show when they did they put a an Andrade match that they could basically put them in the CMLL that same week, this week anyway. Um, is basically like, all right, you're getting a Swerve match, you're getting a John Moxley match, you're getting a Jay White match. On Collision, you're getting a Danielson match, you're getting an Andrade match, and you're getting a Kingston match. Regardless of whatever it is, that's that's what it is. Um, so like, it's it you have somebody in place there that you care about, and you, or is someone that they're trying to spotlight in in certain position, whatever. Regardless, and even the people I didn't mention, the other three people that I didn't mention on each show, like where they get in, where they fit in. It's been fun, and then you see like, oh, it's a crucial. This is a crucial. What do you call it? A a high uh, high leverage point of the turn of the tournament for like, all right, Brody versus Danielson this week. Incredible. They're they're both at the top of the. They're both, you know, they're both have are threats to still get in. So it's like whoever wins like is going to actually seem like it could be a lot to get in, right? Like, or that's how I felt, right? So it was it was really cool in that way. To see them not announce it, but then like once we basic for me it was like once we got past the week or last week when we got to swerve in in a moxie match, it was like okay you already know what where, where we're coming down to like you know that like there's a Danielson and Brody match you know there's a Danielson and Claudio match you know that there is a Moxley and Jay White match left right you know that there is a Roosh and Swerve match left like we're getting to nitty gritty and I don't need no one to announce but I know what's coming and like that was one of that's one of the most fun things about like. When you get to like the, the closing stretch of this tournament of these round round terms, is like the way they the way you, when you don't think about it, like you see you know quality match here, quality match there, and then you look at the end and you're like, oh, like the final stretch is kind of backloaded, right? <clears throat> and I, I would say the the improvements I would make are like nothing to do with like the actual like tournament itself. It's like everything is on the outside of it. It's like the pageantry side, like. Um, like we need like props. Like obviously they're giving out the belts and stuff, and the belts are gonna be on the line next year and stuff like that. We need a big ass trophy or flag. We need a press conference, um, either yeah. a mid mid tournament press conference or like a pre tournament press conference. The photo shoot. These guys need fucking plaques or whatever. Be like, yeah, I get like you know I made it into into the tournament or whatever as I was selected for this. Mm-hmm. And like we need people. Like I think like if you're not gonna uphold. The legacy they set for this thing like you don't need to be in the c2 this does not need to expand to a goofy amount of people um to where this thing has to fit for tv that's the main thing Bro. it needs to fit for tv in like coming up with that number where you have there's three matches every single week for you to look forward to that's going to involve this thing and it builds upon each other every single week that's enough you can't do four it's too many because you gotta have a woman because in theory you have to have a woman's match at some point and a tag match or trios match to make this to justify it and maybe even a special you know tag match to add to you know like you get a title defense like you'll yeah. get like uh, orange cassidy that's what i mean brian keith you'll get kenny omega against uh ethan page mm-hmm. uh in addition to your other matches so it's right. like and then <laughs> look the guys that get put in that spot like they're not going to want to come and get shut up the hangman page versus roddy 
Right. They're not going to want to get shit on by the tournament, so you're going to get four great matches right. typically that on on some of these weeks. Right. Um, this thing has been an overwhelming success, and I think a lot of people need to eat fucking crow. Like that, that were saying this thing wasn't going to work. The uh, the the pure elitist that that was holding up the G one. Come come see about it. Come come lay these matches down on paper. There, uh, there's no there's no I, card where there there's one good match and then four sorry ones. So, there's no Hikaleo in this block. Rich, there's no I, fucking Sonata. Like there's no fucking evil in this thing ruining the tournament. I, Give I, me Jay Lethal every day of the week in this thing. The J look the down um the the guys with the with no points have like fucking compelling stories. Mark Briscoe, right. Daniel Garcia, fucking Jay Lethal. Like their whole thing is set up now between them to maybe break Jay Lethal out of that Jarrett shit. Hey, 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 Rich. Hey, Rich. This thing has been phenomenal. Right, Rich. Who like a week or two ago mentioned it like Briscoe had his win over Jay over Jay Lethal. You did. Yeah. Hey, me person is watch this watch, you know, uh round robin tournaments and seeing how the stuff's Bro. gonna go. Everyone <laughs> most people in these tournaments have stories and storylines and plot and, and through points throughout the tournament. That's a why it's secret. so awesome. And they're a little secret. Stories. stories. Um <laughs> and a little secret. They're gonna be there's gonna be fallout to this thing too. There are people that are wrestled in this tournament that probably have unfinished business. Right. That are gonna see each other down the road. Right. James, what what does that sound like? Sounds like story. Yeah. Man. Sounds um, like sounds like sounds like programs are being built for the future in the tournament. Like, like you can watch it's, 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 the, it's, you can watch the Swerve and John Moxley match, uh, and the way that match was worked, and then the right. finish. If you if you don't think another match is coming between those guys, right? Yeah. You know. I, I don't know what to tell you. The, uh, Jay White about to do this rundown. Like, man, I look, I, I've been flip-flopping my pick out here. Like, my whole thing was like Kingston Moxley finals or whatever. But Moxley beating Swerve has made me think Jay White has made me think Swerve is going to lose the Rouge. Swerve's going to be out. Mm-hmm. White is going to beat Mox. And they do the rematch the and the Moxley beats Jay White. So the the block finals are actually the twenty seventh on dynamite. So it's not two matches in one night, um, like I assumed or whatever. I I feel like there's a chance Jay White can go through, and then it's Jay White and Kingston uh, at World's End in New York or whatever. No, it is not, then, it's not. A, there's no semifinals where the top two from each bracket get to. Yes, yes, that, that's the block finals. That's next week on dynamite. Wait, so it's not. So it's not. A situation where they finish the block and then the top two uh, points getters end up face each other yes. at World's End. No, they're they're not fighting at World's End. They're fighting at Dynamite, and then the finals is at World's End. Okay, okay, gotcha. Blue versus okay. gold. So gotcha. Like I feel like Kingston's going through. I I haven't seen anything maybe waffle on Kingston, but I feel like it's down to White or Mox. I would be shocked if it went any other direction. So yeah, I'm kind of with you. I think White and Moxley for one. For that's that's gold, right? Or is that blue? Yeah, because white, yeah, uh, gold. White has to finish in front of Swerve because he does not have the tiebreaker. Right, 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 so that's right, what right, makes right. me think Swerve's right. going to lose to Roosh. Right, and that gives Roosh his big win of the of the uh, of the tournament because he didn't beat Moxie or Jay White. Um, and then 
in the other bracket, like you have like obviously Dayton's already beat Kingston. So and then like Dang- and then you know Garcia, he's winless. Like he has in you can do the upset of like J- of Danielson or sorry Danielson, but Garcia gets an upset, huge upset over um, Brody King over Brody King because he upsets the monster and the monster never goes through ever in these things uh, or almost never goes through. Uh, <clears throat> so then you have like so that eliminates uh, Brody. Then you do Danielson and Kingston the rematch there after Kingston after Danielson beat Kingston and did the whole you know Kingston or he's a bump thing and you have them have their match. Kingston beats him, goes through, and he could do. Then you could do Kingston versus Jay White or Moxley at uh, World's End. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you, you know, know like, motherfuckers acting like you know, Danielson is politicking for like you know, look, you know, you know, Danielson did not want to beat uh, Brody Brody King on, on Saturday. The way think of how that man kicked out at three point one, and he hit that hit that man with with three uh, bicycle Bro, knees. Come on, you let that man kick. You let that man kick out at one. Of the right. fucking boost. So right. mean, yes. Then he had to give him three, and then the third one he gave three point one. He didn't want to. He yeah. didn't want to. They they say you got to lose. He's like, fine, fine, fuck. But that um, man lost. That man, <laughs> that man lost the fucking Mark Briscoe ROH. This is a weekend, and then yeah. the window matches. Yeah, at man. all. This was just such a sensational like tournament, and it's not over. Like there's still more to come. Right. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, motherfuckers that act like they couldn't read graphs, uh, that, that couldn't, uh, add numbers, you know, like they also got to feel it too. So, <laughs> um, Black Saber Jr. Also, uh, two other questions. He said, thoughts on Arisa Nakajima versus Sari from Seedland's eighth anniversary show and how high would it rank in women's matches for you in 2023? I did not see that one. James, did you? I have not seen it either. I was going to watch it before I saw the rematch uh, that's coming up. Okay. Uh, his next question was, with all the great wrestling in the world, have you caught any of the great stuff Kento Miyahara or All Japan has done this year? The only Kento Miyahara stuff I've seen this year has been his stuff in these, like, you know, Matt, stuff with New Japan, stuff with Noah. I have not seen his actual stuff um, on his own. But, like, you know, it's he's one of those names where it's like, you know, when I first, you know, when I first heard hearing about like AJ Styles, where it's like his the reputation is there. I just have not seen much of him, and what I've seen of him, I've liked a lot. Um, and I've heard he's had an incredible year this year, even compared to his prior years too. So, like, um, you know, I think he's about to do something with like, or he's, he has been doing stuff with like uh, Kessie Nakajima. So I'm interested to see um, whatever they got planned going forward. Whenever it comes to me, comes to me in a way to where I can like get a hold of and watch it. Um, that's a whole lot of AO. That's crazy. I just said, but whatever, it's fine. Uh, I, I have been lacking on my AJPW, and apparently they've had like a pretty stark rise this year. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, if you take uh, out the if you take out that Nike that that uh, that Muto Tokyo Dome retirement thing, they've been ahead of them all year. Yeah. So, um, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I hope to be able to fit it into the schedule at some point, but man, I got a, I got a lot going on here. Yeah, uh, addition by so. subtraction. Like they got rid of Jake Lee, they got him out of they they got they say hey, we tired of Kenta Mihara carrying that man. We gonna let him go over to Noah and let him be Noah's problem. And then Noah went out there and struggled underneath that man. And they're like, hey, let's get the belt off that guy and put it back on Kano. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, so a uh, question from the JML it says, uh, do you feel optimistic that startup can have a better year in 2024 than what happened in 2023? Just off the injury 
uh, bad luck alone, I would say yes. So, yeah. Um, I, I would say yes because there's also a lot of people you can plug in that were underused this year that are ripe to be, you know, getting plugged back in, like Tommy, um, Sherry. Express off the injury. Shuri been sitting yeah. there just like, you know, hanging out. Um, you know, Tam will eventually come back uh, from yeah. the knee. Um, and, you know, and, people and maybe, like Mariah. And- and maybe with this new Japan thing or whatever else, or whatever, we'll figure out how to fry those belts and get them in, 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 un, and get that bullshit away from like Mayu and Julia too. So like, they've been hard to book because of those belts. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like those belts are going to be unified this year. Uh, don't ask me why I think that or anything. It just feels like that's a, a logical whatever. thing. Um, and I think that, you know, people like Mariah and Suzu Suzuki who have been elevated this year yep. will really begin to, like, pay off for you next year because they're, you know, the time's been put in with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, it, that's one of the things that's, been, that's, that's kind of stunk about this year is that, like, Mariah's been an incredible white belt champ. But no one's talking about it. Her defenses have been amazing. But no one's talking about it because that's not the top of the company. And everyone's like, everyone's hurt. And like the G in the grand prix, like the, the winners both basically went to shit. And then like the champion got hurt. Um, and by went to shit, I meant they both got injured. Like it was going to be commentary. And they had to go to literally, pl- literally plan C and then plan C got the match. And then like the champion actually got hurt. Like it's been, it's been a really unlucky year. Um, so like you know we'll we'll see what it, we'll see what unfolds and like you know I I think this is like the year where like you know only retirement we got we've had in a minute has been really been like Hameka I think that like there will be more retirements starting next year or not starting next year but like next year will be we'll see more than one retirement. Question from Jay Antonio Teodoro: Given that the C two is confirmed from next year, what things about the C two do you think need to be changed for next year? Kind of answered this one uh, already. But if I could think of any change at all, I would say not as much last minute, you know, kind of kind of feel around it. Like this thing needs to be like three months out. Like people need to be in vignettes, you know, talking about they want to be in the C2 or they need to have qualifying matches for people to get spots in the C2. Like build this thing up three months in advance before it starts because you can pop a rating with night one or whatever, whatever the fuck you announced. Yeah. Um, you know, cause like the rep, like the reputation this thing has gained is great, but like once it's 11 months later and then it's like, it's time for the C2, it might not necessarily be there. Like, especially if the company is doing whatever the fuck the company is doing at that point, it's like this reputation, you have to protect it. And I think the more that you put into setting the table on it, it's like spotters and you're lifting weights. Like we, we need, we need the spotting, you know, on both sides rather than, you know, cause you're strong on your own. You can, you can, they can lift it, you know, with the C2, they can, yeah. they can out wrestle the shit, but why not have the help? Oh yes. I forgot to mention Matt Menard is a top 10 promo in this company. And <laughs> this is a, I know, I know that's a random dopey rating, right? Because this guy is fucking phenomenal. What he's doing with Garcia and these fucking pre-tapes it's like if he goes one more level with it, like I think it, I think there's another uh, thing he can tap into because he's on commentary for his matches, right. and then he's like uh, saying, you know, I love you like a son or whatever, and the whole thing. Like I think he really needs to drive home that like I've had my career essentially. Like you know, I'm doing my thing now, but like my there's more behind me than it is in front 
I mean, I want to put the rest of what I have into you to ensure you're, you know, the man, you know, going forward and stuff like that. I think he needs to drive home something like that. And he will just the way he conveys his emotion and his delivery. He's fucking awesome. Like, like that would be like that would really take it to the next level and like send Garcia up because he everyone's coming out of this thing so much better. Andrade is reborn essentially. This is the push. King is reborn. Yeah, like this is the push they were trying to give Andrade when they first launched Collision, but didn't like the. They never did the fucking Malachi match. It was like what the fuck. But yeah, this is exactly what they're trying to do with him, and like he's he's like he's really over the baby face now. He really is. Yeah. Um, so, request for Rambones. Uh, he says, uh, "Happy holidays, both you and your families." One Okada. Why? <laughs> why not anticipate and build to the next generation? If the company knows there's a chance he's uh, leaving, seems like a similar misfire with Osprey, but potentially more, far more devastating. Yeah, I, I, I just don't think that they thought that he would ever leave. And this is the thing of when you take stuff like this for granted, because nothing here is certain or forever. And you end up in a situation where like, if you don't, if you don't build it up, someone will go, someone will get hurt. Someone will get, you know, someone will leave. Someone will get injured. You know, someone will, shit always happens. Shit always happens. Yeah. There's always uncertainty. People get so like, you, you can't, you can't just, Set it and forget it, and think it's gonna just be there forever. Um, he also says, "Is the C two what QT Marshall was referring to when he talked about AEW going in more of a similar direction to New Japan, or are we in for more stylistic changes?" I'm glad you brought up QT Marshall because he escaped maybe like three weeks ago. What um, you know. <laughs> you know what was coming to him on this show um the first week he brought up I, I gave him his flowers i said how important he was working backstage all the people he got hired all the people that you know he helped get through the door and beyond hiring it's like you championed these people and they, they ended up in positions of power and uh influence and stuff like that and you know you're a good soldier and help you were there during all these good times but <laughs> those quotes were alarming when it was like, yeah, um, they they want to be like New Japan and, you know, there's more, they want to do more entertainment stuff and all this stuff. And I don't see how you look at this company and you see what that entertainment stuff has done, had done through it to it in the third quarter of this year and then be like, yeah, that's what we need to do. Rather than this thing that has the Texas crowd on fire for a week straight, that like like when they show up, that you know, I, I thought it was if those comments were true, I thought it just reeks of insecurity, ignorance uh, on how this whole thing uh, you know kind of popped off, and I think that harkens back to what I think the original divide with, you know, Cody and what he was in AEW and the elite and um, just how I felt about, you know, whatever that presentation was. And then like that thing is mutated and spun off a bunch of different ways. Like, okay, now when collision came out and then it's like, they wanted to do things quote unquote different there. And it's like, 
in a company that's born in the modern age, people are going to have different ideas for what makes it work. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> I feel like the results are pretty clear. Yeah. Um, when I first heard the, the quotes about the is too much like New Japan, I was like, oh, here we go. It's, you know, it's just ignorance, right? Um, I'm not going to pretend that, like, language isn't a gigantic barrier. It's, a, it's one of the biggest barriers in communication there is, right? Like, but if you are someone that has, that is aware of this stuff or has been aware of this stuff and you've seen a G1 or whatever, so you know someone that can tell you what a fuck a G1 is, and you show you a press conference and show you the Americans at the press conference. It's not that fucking hard to grasp. If you if you grew up watching pro wrestling, if you were a, a if you were a 80s and 90s motherfucker that watched this stuff just like he was. He bumps he bumps around like the rock. I think he knows what pro wrestling is. So like for me, it was just it's like, alright, man, you got a vision, you got a narrow view and mindset of what pro wrestling is. And that's what you want to do. Like you want to, you want to do fucking QTV and all that bullshit that ain't gonna get, no, ain't gonna get a soul over. Um, okay, whatever. But this is a promotion. This is a work promotion. It, it always was. It always will be. People I'm tried gonna, to hide it inside of it being a promo company and all that, and that's fine. There's there are great talkers, but at the end of the day, this shit is built on wrestling. Like that's what the crowds go crazy for. They don't. You know, like the, the promos are nice. And when, like, that's and, fine. And, and when I say it's a rape rape promotion, I don't mean like just go out there and do whatever the fuck you want, just ooh and all the crowd. I mean like, no, you tell your stories. Your stories that you're telling are primarily done in the ring, and then is and then what is supplement in the ring? It uh, and then what you're t- there to do is supplement the stories you want to tell in the ring. You do all the shit around the match, not do all the shit. Um in the build up and then you try to work out build up a match around it it should be the other way it should be like this is the main thing like this is the filet mignon right like the other stuff is salad like there's different ways of doing it WWE when it's done well it's still good but the main thing is like they're telling they're doing the soap opera is the is the filet mignon there's a way to do it the other way where like in one of my experience watching the other way around, it's more successful watching like people have an idea of what the match is going to be. And then they basically go backwards and then they basically plant plot out how they're going to get to get to all that stuff in the ring, regardless of whatever weapons they use, whatever met, whatever uh, tactics they decide to employ during the match, de- depending on whatever, uh, you know, they get blood or they, or, or however, however they get desperate or whatever moves are used. That that's the, that's the, that's the genius of storytelling and playing stuff out over time when you have time to do this and you know you're lucky enough that no one gets hurt or injured, no one gets fucking, you know, suspended for fighting or stupid shit like that along the way. So yeah, like I just found the whole thing like of the idea that it's too Japanese. Like you you don't you don't you you people want to t- say you're telling stories all stuff. It's like this is the easiest story you're ever going to tell. I feel like I know more about Mark Briscoe than I've ever known about him just by watching his four matches so far in the Continental Classic. You can say the same thing about Dan Garcia's character. You can say, say the same thing about about Brody King, right? And, like, you can say, like, 
the injuries people are going through, the way they're, the way it's just so simple. It's like, it's a, it's a simple, it's a story, right? The most person story, right? It's, it's the world, it's world building. It's like, okay, we have a bunch of different characters. Now, what we're, what we're telling is we're telling this story in terms of this is a fake fighting federation and they're going through this journey of this tournament. How are these characters going to interact to these experiences that they all go through, whether it's an injury, whether it's uh, being down in points, whether it's having to overcome, whether it's being ahead, all that kind of stuff. And as things change over time, how are they going to react? How are they going to handle that pressure as it builds upon getting towards the conclusion? It's just really simple, but there is a, just a difference in storytelling of like, do you want to tell like a soap opera? We did nothing wrong with telling a soap opera. Like I love soap operas. Or do you want to tell something that's a little bit more subtle? Whatever it's, you know, it's, it's, I mean, I talk about like, it's like, do you want to tell a blockbuster? Or do you want to tell, um, something that's more, what do you call it? Crit- something more, uh, capable of getting critical acclaim, right? Like there's nothing wrong with going out there and saying you want to make a Marvel movie. Let's make tons of money. Some people's favorite movies all the time, including mine. But like, when it comes to like the critically acclaimed stuff, and you watch it, it kind of hits you. It, you know, if you're in the mood for it, it can hit you in a different way than that kind of stuff can because it's more human. It's just more human. And like the larger in life stuff, it has its moments. But most of the stuff's best moments is when you feel the human inside of that over the top character. Right when you hear the the crazy rapping uh, fake marine or or yeah fake marine go out here and talk about how much he loves the fans and the audience and what he's doing it for that's the human part of it right like and when I see you know when I watch this I'm just like that's the human part of it, the struggle of wanting of this dream and chasing it down I don't understand and like that's that's that that sports too right like. And like the will to not also, want to lose and the will to want to survive and struggle. I just I just don't get how, like how the, 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 the you want the loony stuff so much more than that. Like I feel like you're out like you're you're fundamentally out of out of whack with your balance of what you want. How about the prop comedy of or not comedy, the prop itself of, of the story? Someone's gonna get to unveil that fucking belt that's been sitting there since day one yeah. under a fucking blanket. Someone's gonna get to pull that up. Yeah. Yeah. And like they have the legitimacy of like we we twelve people came through this tournament and they all had five incredibly hard matches at least and that determined the winner of these three belts and that person went through this tournament and that kind of grueling thing so imagine the kind of champion they are when they get rest and they get to defend this thing the Gotta person is going the person is going to win this thing and the person is going to defend it like their credibility is earned as opposed to you pull a bag out of, you pull a championship out of a belt and you have a little, you know, quick little tournament of eight people, four people, whatever. And another wrong with that, like those people still earn it too, but like you, the feeling of it being earned is so much more in these kind of tournaments than the single elimination stuff. It just is. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so, um, Brandon Van Candia says, what, things in wrestling are you looking forward to in 2024 also if okada leaves new japan who do you think uh you would, or who you would you pick to take a spot and who do you think new japan picks say things i'm looking forward to in 2024 uh i'm looking for 
the AEW world champion to be Swerve Strickland. Um, flat out. Like, <laughs> like, we look at this entire year, we see a superstar get made between Russell Dream, Full Gear, and C2, and, and all those reactions that have come up. There are threads everywhere that I'm hoping pays off. Uh, and, you know, I'm interested to see how that all plays out. Uh, 80,000, Wembley Stadium, Who's House, Swerve's House, coming out in the coffin. And then, you know, one of the greatest matches I've ever seen with Hangman Page. Man, just like, like I, I think I've got that circled uh, more than anything. Um, you know, hoping that 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 comes comes to pass. Yeah, um, things I want most want to see in in uh, pro wrestling going into twenty twenty four. I mean, I feel like, uh, I mean, quite frankly, like, I'm actually, honestly, more interested or not more interested. Like, I'm not. I like I like the stuff I see WWE doing since Punk has came back. Like I like the programs, like the the Roman thing is what it is. But I mean, like the stuff out around that, I like what I like what I see them doing. Um, so like NXT, eh, it's not not enough talented, not enough like experienced wrestlers for my t- for my liking. Too much goofy stuff. But um, I just think that like in general. We have potential to be like, hey, there's a lot of good wrestling around, and there's no necessarily like major company that's in, super incompetent right at this point. Like AEW has kind of righted itself um, through some trial and error in this tournament. Uh, WWE's in a good spot right now. They have some top stars. They have some good storylines. They have some interesting like matchups going forward into Russell, going into WrestleMania season. Uh, they have people who's like multiple people can win role and It doesn't feel like there's only one choice they can go with. Um, yeah, I just I feel like this year's setting or going in next year's set up to be, you know, barring injuries, or whatever else, like really bad injury look like it's gonna be better than what we had for a lot of this year. Um, because yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty. You know, we got the brand new show for uh, for AEW. We didn't know how that was gonna go and what it was gonna be and. Like, is this, you know, we held this negative energy around Punk being AEW and, like, he clearly didn't want to be there. Um, it was like a black cloud, in the words of Hangman Page. <laughs> and now the black cloud's gone. It's in, like, the black cloud's where he wants to be. The black cloud doesn't even seem like a black cloud. It clouds just regular old silver, cl- regular old uh, cumulus cloud. I think I pronounced that right. And, like, it seems like everything in North Fram resting on the up and up. Like, ROH just had a really good pay-per-view. You know, it, it seems like we we have a better outlook going into next year than what we ended up getting this year. Definitely, All the major um, companies. Well, I want to see what the, what, what the Young Bucks have in store uh, in yep. their rebirth, whatever um, they have. Will Osprey on weekly television? Have you thought about this? Like, <laughs> um, I thought about it when I was watching um, the what was it the six person eliminator match uh, in yeah. for Ring of Honor for the TV title, the vacant TV title that Fletcher won. And they went to the final stretch with Commander and Fletcher, and they kicked out a shit that was been like, this is some shit that, like, this should have been on a takeover. This should have been on, like, a takeover from, from six years ago. <laughs> like, they were kicking out of shit. It was like, bro, what? <laughs> um, but, yeah, I was thinking to myself, like, bro, like, Phoenix, 
Vikingo, Commander, Osprey. Like some of these matches have never happened before, and like they're gonna th- they're gonna roll the ball out on one of those at like nine o'clock on a random dynamite, and it's gonna it's gonna blow people's fucking minds when it happens. And like I, I got excited because it's like I know they've done it before. They've done like I think they've had one Vikingo um, Phoenix match last year on a tri- on a Triple Mania, but like yeah, if that shit happens on a dynamite. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> oh my god. That's just gonna change our lives. Um uh, so yeah, man. Um I'm I'm that's the kind of stuff I'm excited for like see some of these first time matchups with Osprey versus some of these luchadors that he's um that he gets the base for. Like uh, like a Vikingo and Osprey match? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want Dan, I want to see Danielson and Osprey uh get to it. I, I think that would just be sensational. It would be. Um, I think. I think if it's more, it will end up fitting more of like uh, what you would see out of Saber in uh, in in Osprey at times, which is not not no bad thing. Is like they've had you know they've had some matches I've thought were some of the best matches of the year before. So in certain years, so um, that's not a problem. It just by hell one. No, that was no, that was Skrull. That was Skrull when uh, when Osprey put up his neck. Yeah, Osprey Takeshita finally man. Yeah, that, that'd be. That's that's, that's, that's the next generation of oh, Omega. <laughs> I've always thought that Osprey Takeshita, um, no, Osprey Cloud would be amazing because like the strong, like the strongest base in the world versus versus Osprey. That'd be yeah, that'd be special. Yeah. yeah, Eddie Kingston and Will Osprey might be fun. He, hear, uh, hear all that aggressive British talking, all that aggressive New York talking. It would sound like a drill track. Dr. Larry said Osprey versus Bandito. Brother, I gotta say, I've seen Osprey versus Bandito in person. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's great. I was <laughs> if, there in person. I was about 10 feet from the ring. <laughs> yeah, if you are if you uh, if you follow my Instagram, you can go scroll down and find it. It's probably only like a couple swipes swipes down in 2019 when they wrestled the, uh, the what was it, Russell Con Super Show in New York? Yeah. I probably got like a 30 second, 40 second clip of it. It's amazing. Uh, as, as far as Okada leaving New Japan, who would I pick? Yoda Suji. Well, I like, I, I think I've made it quite clear. Yeah. Uh, got, I, I would have this guy not lose any falls. Uh, he, he would be building up to win that shit at, uh, at goddamn Dominion. And then we fucking rolling. Like, <laughs> hell, even. Shit, maybe we even get, let him win the New Japan Cup and then start it there. Who knows? Yeah, um, yeah, him or him or Shota seem like the the two that I'm I'd be you know easiest with. Like as far as or you see not easiest ones is like Shota already has some going for him. Um, yeah. obviously just uh, Suji just ahead as far as like the the look and the the distinctness of the character. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, like there. I think. Who I think New Japan picks. Yeah, I, I think New Japan's gonna pick Shota Umino. It, it's just like, probably like look at him. Like, it, yep. like he's Jack. He, he wears white. You know, like. <laughs> that, yeah, that, like that's kind of you know that's kind of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then like if it does and if it doesn't work in that particular presentation, they'll just night till him and have him move over to be some type of. Anti-establishment, anti-type of person or heel or whatever else in the crowd eventually love him too. The same way that Naito didn't work being a replacement uh, Tanahashi when he was, when he came around. King Dom at, at Dom Homie says most under overrated wrestlers from 2010 to 2019. Most underrated wrestlers from 2010 to 2019. <sighs> 
Wow. Oh, man. Loaded question. Yeah. You want to go by promotion? Oh, man. Um, sure. Um, I guess we can start WWE. Most yeah. overrated wrestlers from 2010 to 2019. <sighs> I mean, I mean, you, you can you can say Orton. Um Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> In the comments. Um, <laughs> um, but I think he had too many great matches. Um, yeah, like you can say that, but like, like, all right, so, but he was easily the best wrestler in 2019 in WWE. Easily. Yeah. <laughs> like, not even close. Um, I'll say this. Um, Seth Rollins, uh, as far as being one of the most overrated guys from 2019, uh, 2010 to 19. You think he's more? You think he's more overrated than Roman? Or sorry, than Rollins? I'm sorry, than Rollins, but uh, than uh, Randy Orton. Yes, because I think Orton. All, is, the, all has, the fucking WWE like wrestlers say that he's the best fucking worker. That's fucking absurd. He does not have the resume or whatever, <laughs> but just your average fan will like consider Seth Rollins like among like one of the five best wrestlers in the world. And that's just not the case. Um, especially like true. after, like, especially after the, the knee. Yeah. Um, I, I will say as far as overrated as well, this is a hard one. Uh, Cause I'm trying to, I'm trying to run through, you know, all the stuff I watched in that company I mean, <laughs> oh boy, nah, sorry, that's not going. Uh, like, I ain't going to defend it. I'm not even going to. I'm not. I'm looking at the comments. I'm not going to say something. You can speak on it, Rich. Um, let me see. So. Triple H wasn't really an active wrestler for me in that decade. Like, I think he's like more of a retired once a year kind of wrestler. Did he so even I, have three I, matches in that decade? Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really count him uh, yeah. in that. Also, um, no one, no one thinks he's a all-time great worker either. I, I feel, oh, man, like, I, like there are people that will, there are wrestlers that would be like Randy Orton's a bet, like Edge, Christian, um. Miro, they'll all say like he's the best worker they've ever been in the ring with. No one says about Triple H at all, ever. They no. say he's a great ring general. They say that. Yeah, they um, say no. They don't say he can't work, but they don't. They're not like he's the best motherfucker I've ever been in the ring with. Like Randy um, Orton be getting that talk, that kind of shit, that kind of talk that people talk about Christian at times. I'm like, huh? Not to say so, that Christian's not a great wrestler. He is. It's just uh, he's not at the level of his of his peers from that uh, in his prime. He just wasn't. So I see Chompa and Gargano on here. Um, I think that's a lot of. I think it's a lot of. We never liked NXT slash. Like I hated their story and ended up where their story ended up, and as opposed to like, yeah, man, like you do you want? I can I can throw twenty Gargano matches at you. I'm sorry, like I'm not I, too many great matches. I, yeah, I like it's, 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 you know they're they're like guys you know they they do that he's looking at his hand shit. I don't care. You like it. <laughs> Like, like, I don't care. Like, they're, 
There was so like this man was coming out here rolling out. He's like him and Gunther. Four and a half, five. Him, uh, yeah, him and Gunther are the only guys. Are, him are the only him and Gunther are the only guys, or probably Tyler Bate, or like the only guys that, like from that two thousand seven or even say even Andrade if you want to. Like those are the only guys that came to mind and be like, I'm watching New Japan, I'm watching G ones. I'd be like, Yeah, those matches that are happening, these takeovers are like those matches can actually like fit in like a summer main event of the best super juniors or a uh, G one final. Like no, there's like nah, like those uh, are the only ones. I'll give you a most overrated, Velveteen Dream. Well, I mean, it 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 went bad real quick, it real bad real quick. Um, let's see. I think there's actually more interesting guys on underrated, and yeah. that's um <laughs> actually something like I and I'm gonna use underrated in a drastic uh, measure. Wait, wait, Ciampa was a bad NXT champion? Um, I'm reading the comments. His match with Aleister Black was not great. It was just good. His match with Velveteen, he actually carried Velveteen to a pretty good match. A match, yeah, a match that, like, a lot of people, or most people, if you go with that cage match ring, everyone thinks it's four and three quarters. Yeah. Um, Yeah, man, I... I yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, most underrated, I will say somebody like, I don't know if this, damn, the 2019 part is the weird part because he had just got there. Um, <laughs> but this may like fold into like present day. Uh-huh. I think I think Gunther is actually underrated. Every day that we don't talk about this man as one of the one, two, or three best wrestlers to ever walk in that company, we are doing him a disservice. Yeah. I mean, he can be, be any spot. Be he can be like, one. He can time, be two. He can be three. Either one. Rich. By the time we got to the, I think by the either the first or this, I think no, the second. By the time we got to the second uh, Dragon Off match on a takeover, we were like, bro, what are we doing? It's him and Gargano, and who else? Like in the history of the company, at, at the like top level matches, is those two, and then who else? Like you want to say Sean, because Sean has been wrestled there for twenty years, fine. But like, go on and just a match per match, like. Count the number of quality, high quality matches. Count the number of matches of dates. It's mind boggling. Those two. Uh, trying to say uh, underrated. Pete Dunn. Um, yep. Bait. He definitely uh, like when there was a part. There was a time where Pete Dunn. It was like every time he was on the network, I would seek out. NXT UK to watch Pete Dunne because I knew he was giving me four stars no matter what, yep. no matter who who we put him in the ring with. Yep. Um, I'm trying to see, um, he, I was championing him so hard it was like I, this at a time before I finally like embraced the, the the saber stuff, and I was like, bro, like I understand. I, look, there are certain saber matches that get me for the most part. I think he's just doing. I just think he's doing hold porn. Like, give me the Pete Dunne. Uh, give me the Pete Dunn technical wrestling. Give me the Danielson technical wrestling. Give me the Gargano technical technical wrestling. Give me the Kyle O'Reilly technical wrestling. I don't want the Saber stuff. Saber grew on me over time. I think he's gotten better, obviously, but still, just like I was like, nah, man. The, what Dunn is doing, like that, that grabs me a lot more than what Saber does ends up doing a lot. He's just playing defense against against like momentum in in like the fun stuff. <laughs> At times, that's how I felt. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, look, there, he, there were there were points that I thought Brock Lesnar was overrated. Yep, um, easily. Bray Wyatt, 
Um, I obviously. mean, dude, I don't know how people actually rate him in the most of bell rings. So it's like, yeah. Uh, what I will say is, um, as far as the tag team, I think Kyle O'Reilly in in um, oh my god, Kyle O'Reilly in Roger Strong Fish, in in Roger Strong are like one of the greatest tag teams in WWE history, and people don't even and people don't even recognize it happened in front of their eyes. <laughs> yeah, like, I think they're the greatest tag. I think they're the greatest NXT tag team of all the time. People would be like, "What about Alpha? What about American Alpha? What about uh, Revival?" And I'm just like, "What about them?" I'm like, they, 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 they've had their matches against each other, but it's like, yo, bro, like I saw them have a TV match. Got that was a five star match, not a takeover, a TV match. Inside, inside the LA Fitness. Or sorry, no. At that point, it was still Full Cell. At Full Cell, that's real hard to do, man. It was good. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm sure that's you know we could come back to that question every week, probably. <laughs> um, and even you know, we spend way too much time on that. Uh, I guess overrated. Let's let's talk about New Japan 2010 okay. to 2019. Um, well, I mean, the answer is Naito. Most overrated. Most overrated in the ring. Yeah, had a lot of great matches. Absolutely, I think, I think he, so. he is a he is a. How do I say this? Like if we were doing an MVP tier for the for in ring wrestling of the two of the let's say 2015 through two, two, two up to 2019, right? And you say we are giving it to the best worker that had the most the highest number of certain level of matches. He'd be someone you name off, but he'd be he'd never be someone to be like off one of the first three or four names you'd ever mention. Yeah, and he gets put there in that level, and he also is an observer Hall of Famer now. And it's like, bro, can he outwork? Can he actually outwork Ishii? Look, I, I look. He's super we, talented. Look, we talk I think about he's a Hall of Famer. Do I think he's a first ballot <laughs> Hall of Famer? No. My issue with Naito is I've never been like, like I see all these other guys on the card with him and think. All of them are better. Like, That's where I'm getting at. Okada, Tanahashi, Omega, Shingo, Ibushi. Will, Obushi, right? Ishii, like, and it's Hiromu. like Hiromu. It's like somebody's got to be like number nine or some shit, right? right. <laughs> but he's a killer but, number nine, which explains you how crazy this fucking era was. But nonetheless, he's still number nine. Yeah. So like, and maybe it's the passionate fan base that drives him into overrated territory, but. Well, it's just he's not as consistent because like he's he does stuff like land on his neck all the goddamn time, or when he really really wants to have well, a, go mean, back and have know. a great match, he'll draw he'll land on his neck and do all types of crazy shit. Is like seems like it's hurts himself his health, so he comes off he's almost like the Nakamura if you will this year where it's like people love him the most, but like was he as consistent as his 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 his, his peers at the top? No, he just wasn't. Um. I feel like Goto was like eventually like slotted properly or whatever, <laughs> but I, I mm-hmm. always thought Hiroki Goto was impressive. Uh, the like the first time I saw him. Yep. Um, as far as right, that same thing. Yeah. Like Nakamura was definitely overrated, and I loved him. Yeah, same. That was the same case for us too. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, but I thought he was just. I thought he was great in New Japan, but then after same. that. But it's like once you go through, like once he's passed, like because you only were basically around him for, we only started watching for basically like a year, and then yeah. like you start seeing, you look at the cage match, and you're like, huh? I mean, he come he, to when I watched him the first time, he jumps the page more than a Tanahashi doesn't. Then you like, then you look through it, and you're like, 
but Tanashi really was a guy. Just it, it's not, it's yeah. not it, this wasn't really up for debate. It's just first impression, first impression. It's like the first time we watched Stardom, we were both were like, first person sticks out to us and had a Kimura, and then it's like, nah, man, Mayu and Mayu and Momo, nah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Let me see. Uh, as far as underrated, I mean, obviously, Tomohiro Ishii. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not even a question. One of the greatest wrestlers under God's hot sun. Yep. He's just like. <laughs> you want to go with someone else? Oh, I'll go with overrated. Zack Sabre Jr. No, no, I was going to. No, no, I was, was going to mention someone else. I was be like, Yoshihashi, man. Underrated. Yoshihashi. Very underrated. Very underrated. That man is always, that man is always in the top, what? Third in the top third percentile in G one, uh, like match to match output in these G ones uh, in the last like three four years now, it successfully shows up and, and kicks ass. Yeah, I, I'll go back on my Zack Saber Jr. point because I'm sure somebody just yelled at this thing like he's not overrated. Like, bro, I was not trying to watch that shit. Um, like, <laughs> I just wasn't. Like, no, like <laughs> he's gotten better. Um, yeah, he's better now. Like he's a lot better, better now. I, I enjoy him a lot more now than I did during that time period. Like he like he picks up pace a lot faster. And I feel like he's not I'm not, I'm gonna counter everybody into into dust like he used to. I feel like I feel like he's just better at it now. Um let's see what what else we got. Um Bad Take Fale, Ace of New Japan says who y'all got as a final two in the C two. Um, I got Kingston in there for sure, and I got neither White or Mox. I can't. I haven't made a decision. Um. Yeah, I'm with you. King Dom, Dom, homie, one more time. Any thoughts on the battle between Zion Williamson and Anthony Edwards over who's the NBA Raw Dog champion? This is this is quite a question. Um. <laughs> So Anthony Edwards got himself allegedly uh, allegedly put on these streets um, on the, the screen caps from uh, Instagram model uh, who claims she you know was with child um, you know was popping pregnant and <laughs> Anthony Edwards is like hold up we ain't trying to do all that. And he essentially offered, you know, there's a wire transfer of $100,000 encouraging these young ladies to uh, get an abortion. Um, and this comes on the heels of him getting, it's almost the same situation as Zion. Like, he was with his, his, his girlfriend, she's pregnant, and then, like, this other woman comes out with this story now with the screen caps. And then Anthony Edwards is forced to address it. On um, on Twitter, yeah, and oh, this is this is crazy, man. Because like, you know, uh, okay, you so know, I, maybe Ant Edwards is pro choice. I don't know. <laughs> he's definitely poor. He definitely appears to be pro choice. That's for damn. Well, sure. I think um, we got that out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think that the I think the thing that is um really stick with people is that people have because Ant is so like charismatic and like gregarious and like just funny and so Atlanta like he uh 
you see him these interviews, you see him talk, and then you see him talk trash, and then you see these texts, and then you read these texts, and you're like, you absolutely hear his voice saying these things, right? Like when 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 I don't have the text in front of me because I read them before, but like then these alleged texts between him and and the and the, the woman, and the woman's like, I you know, what do you want to do? And he goes, get an abortion, lol. Hey, bro, um. What is the in the video? What no, I, we'll get to that. What is the wildest shit that you ever text somebody? We put LOL on the end of. Brother, I, I I do not remember, and if I did, I don't know if I would say it on this show. I I, I think I think what, what I mean, me uh it's pretty. LOL and move on. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, uh, the so the one thing for me was um, everyone was laughing at the send the video one. That that one just just broke everyone because it's like send the video, send the video. <laughs> Where's the video? We see this video. We gonna see this video. You taking these pills? Let me know that you have you know taken care of this. Taking care of this, right? Um, there's also one where he's like, I'm not understanding. Oh, there was a lot of stuff. There was a lot. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was just because you could you could you could hear him type this stuff. That's I think that's it for me. Like I could just hear him type this stuff. And I'm just like, bro. It's so hard to understand this, like as far as because people people on Twitter be like, why does it keep happening to these athletes X Y and Z? They got a pocket full of money, they got the world at their feet, and they end up in these situations, or whatever else, and you know they start talking about safe sex, or whatever else, and like, look, man, I don't, I don't pretend to relate or understand this, but I, but I, something I do recognize from from some of these from some of these guys and their perspective on this. If I got that mu- that much goddamn money, I'm at my age. We're at a time where people um, take medication for HIV and AIDS. My days of sex, my days of safe sex are over. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily. Uh, I don't necessarily. I don't, I don't disagree. I don't agree with them in the, in the way they take that. How their cavalier they are with with. with the potential spread of diseases amongst the community or, or amongst society. Yeah. I'm just saying that I recognize that's, that's the logic in their minds. And I ain't got nothing else to say other than that. Well, I got to say, partner, my days have been long over. <laughs> Married man. Like, yeah, I, I, I get that. It's like, it's like the consequence of sex. I, what? Having kids? I got a bunch of money. That that's their logic. I don't agree with it, but that's their yeah. logic. Yeah, uh, there was once a song by an artist named Youngfella. Y'all can look it up. Uh, it's called "I'll Pay for It." So, that's, so that and that can be that can mean many things. Right. So, Brewhaven's in here saying these H- those HIV, HIV pills uh, help prevent. It doesn't mean it's hundred percent. I agree with you. I'm not agreeing with them. How many times I this? I'm, I'm trying to distance myself to where you understand that I'm not. That I'm not on their side. I, I, I think I've, I could have swore I said that I recognize how that they, that's their logic. I don't agree with it. 
and I don't and I don't practice that. I'm I'm not with them. I'm just saying that like their logic I've heard before and I recognize that logic before, right? That's all I'm saying. I don't agree with it. I don't. I don't. I don't. All right, he's saying the comment back. You're like, bro, I'm just gotta make, gotta make sure because if you don't understand, I mean, someone else will understand. I need to make sure that people, that everyone hearing me, understands where I'm at. I'm not with them. That's them over there with their rich asses. Me and non-rich is not over there with their asses. Oh man. Um, and then Zion. I mean, what is there to say? Um, we we know the Mariah Mills situation. Um. That, man. Do I need to? Wasn't he out here um, messaging uh, Kendall, one of the Jenners recently? Like this yes. last week or something? Talking about I like chocolate. Man, I bet man, you better sit your fat ass down. I'm talking about food oh, and candy and shit. Man, this. Come on, dog. Wow. Come on, dog. Wow. wow. Come on, dog. <sighs> you in the league, man. Get a trainer, dog. Get your meals prepped for you so you ain't got to think about it. Don't you play better when you eat eat right? You would think so. I Look, I meal prep every week, but, you know. Jan, how about instead of dropping your barbecue chicken on the grill, like the poundage of it on a Sunday, and then packing it up, instead of doing all that, you decide to show up to burn fresh off checkers every day. Oh my God! Yeah, that, that works for you. How long? Do, how long? How long can I do it for? Experiment, how one, long? One week experiment. One week on experiment. This. Oh my God! No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh my God! That 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 wouldn't go well. That would not go well. Dude, I was running up the hill today. I was like, hey, man, I got to get out there. I was like, it's cold up here. I got to do it anyway. Like, but, <laughs> oh, man, like, <sighs> so uh, let, let's talk about final battle that uh, they, they wrap this thing up. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll <laughs> and you go quickly because we're already yeah. at like uh, an hour, almost two hours in already. Um, yeah. yeah, so uh, RH final battle. I thought this was a really good card i did not watch all of it i will say this i think the main event is overrated but that's my opinion i see a lot of people loved it it just wasn't for me i thought it was too long and i thought it was too slow and i thought that billy starks didn't necessarily hold up her end of the bargain for all the talk of her being this prodigy and maybe i'm spoiled because i've seen um certain women wrestlers her age that are she can't she couldn't have touched that same age. Yeah. yeah but she, she's good but it's like nah she like man, I like nah man. I saw Momo Watanabe and and Azumi and Starlight Kid and Suzuki when they were nineteen. This yeah, she is not one of different. Them. She's not one right. of them. She's good, but she's not one of them. And she she's still learning. You, she's still learning. I, I, I think if you send her over there, like you know, yeah, like if, yeah. If, if her last two or three years have been spent over there, she would be further along, like, and she yeah. would be able to hang. Yeah. I, I agree with that, um, but it's not it's not saying she it's not saying the match wasn't great or, or wasn't. I just think that like people giving this thing like, like it's an eight point seven on cage match right now through one hundred sixty votes. Uh, no, nah, I ain't going for well, that. There are Kenny Omega matches that have been hated on that have less <laughs> that, that that have lower rankings than that. Like, 
like I would not put that over like the Vikingo tourist match, which I thought was sloppy at points, but I also thought was spectacular at the points too. Like I would not put it over there, the there are uh, several bar matches out here that have been hated to yeah. hell. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, like I would not put that over like the, the, the six person elimination match for the T V title. I would not. Like that that final stretch with, with um that final stretch with Kyle Fletcher and Commander was fucking unreal. It was like one of the best stretches of wrestling you'll see all year. Um, you know the 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 six person tap team BCC and um and Briscoe and FTR was was great as well. I put that above that too. Like it just it just it, it was a very good match, great match. Call it whatever you want to, but I just don't think it was on the level of those other matches that I just mentioned. Probably go like four and three quarters on that six man match. That match was nuts. And like you know, you know, I hate matches that have the stupid restart for no reason. It could just start the fuck. Yeah. Just had it could just had the fucking match and just had it with no rules anyway at the beginning. With, they, beginning with they did it for the pop, right? <laughs> they did it for this appointment in the pop to restart the match. Like, but I will say this: it was funny. To, <laughs> it was funny. Mark Briscoe say, <laughs> "Senior Ref Paul Turner, you bump your fucking head, boy." <laughs> Why did he, 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 he have to say senior senior referee Paul Turner? Why did he just call him ref? Why did he just call him Paul Turner? He had to say the whole official title yes, as if as to, if like that's to, all, he had to say the entire, the entire job title that's on senior referee Paul Turner's business card. Like it's just funny to me. He's like you bump your fucking head. That, like look, bro, I immediately found that. I meme that. I'm using that for the future. Like you bump your fucking head, boy. That, that's that's yep. That we're we're keeping that one. We're keeping that one for yeah. a minute. That's gonna be in rotation for like a week on the, on the insults. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, just in general, just a really fun show. Um, the matches I mentioned, like those are all matches I would I would suggest you all watch. Even the match, well, I say it's overrated. I still say it's worth watching the Athena and Billy Sarks match. Like they get to they get to uh, mission spots on the on the on in on the uh, around the ringside area in different spots uh, as far as telling their story. Um, I will say. Between the Billy Starks and the Willow uh, Blood, I I gotta say, like, if you're gonna do it, do it. Like <laughs> Willow had like it was like the cutest blade job you ever seen. It was just like, like right in the corner. Billy's was like Willow's was was a better Billy job than Billy's. Billy was like she, yeah. <laughs> and then she's okay, and then it happened like the first third of the match. So you know how it is already getting dry and it's already stopped up and coagulated and it's already you're already you're, yeah. Blood, so yeah. so what you saying, James? Is they had to get it get that thing wet. Thanks, Santa. You said you said yeah. Someone clip that. Someone clip that. Hip, Santa Rich Richard Claus. Yeah, Santa Rich saying get that thing wet. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, man. Um, but it was a really fun, really fun show. Like I would, I would say, like you know, do you see the fun? Do you see the the the, the king or not the Kingston, the Fletcher and Commander stuff? No, I, I heard rave reviews. The, the whole match is great, right? But like that final stretch of those two is just like Fletcher, man, like. He's, got a belt now. Like his uh yep, TV champion. It's gonna be fun to see him, you know, do his thing with that belt. Also, like because of his size and his experience doing uh, you know, the um the Aussie open stuff, like he's always been a bully wrestler anyway, and he's six five or whatever, so he's always, you know, he always had advantage in this this era of wrestling. But like his physique he seems like his physique has come into place, like 
obviously he's only like 24, 25 now, but like when he gets to 30, like he's going to be bigger. Like he's already bigger than Osprey because of the size now, but like because of the height, but like it's going to be interesting to see what he looks like physique wise in five, five, 10 years, whatever else. And like we're talking about someone that could be a potential AEW world champion. Mm-hmm. Like he already has the work thing down. It just comes down to coming up with a person, with a personality and, you know, promo skills the chops to match it. But like, you know, we can go in the ring and already have quality matches to begin with. But like, so we'll see where he is in five years, you know, health, health provided on the kind of stuff. And that's another young guy in the stable. And like commander's like 24, 25 as well. And it's like, they had that stretch. And it's like commander already does a million crazy fucking things. He did more, he did more crazy things in this match than what you already seen before. And some of the stuff he took. And it's like, this is another person that could be like, you know, we talk about like the, we talk about the pillars in this kind of way. It's like, Look at these under look at these under thirty guys here. The future's bright for them. Like these like, guys come like Kingle was on this show. Like <laughs> Right. He's in the opener with the tours. And like yeah. that match is super fun. That match is super fun as well. Like I I'll go out your way to watch that too. Like yeah. this yeah, awesome chance. One. Oh, you saw it? Okay, there you go. So, yeah. yeah. Super fun match. Um Thought um I thought Bad Dude Tito went crazy during that six man. There was like a stretch that he was just like he he has a, the way his outfit looked. It looked like he was Adam Bomb from like <laughs> you, the New Generation did. era. <laughs> he looked like Adam Bomb, but he was just doing all this shit Adam Bomb would have never did. Right. Um. And man, I gotta say it, man. The Mogul Embassy is just getting more over and more over, and then like you know. Those guys went over to Japan. They're, they're coming back. It was, it was almost like they were prepping these guys, like with giving them a lot more work to pull the trigger on something than, you know, the near future. I, I think the group is, like, getting stronger. They, Brian Cage got a squash win on Collision. So, like, yeah. there's there's something going on here. Like, um, trying to figure it all out. But, um, I mean, Would it be out of the would it be out of the realm of possibility that they try to like unify the the trio titles? Would it be worth it? Um, I don't know. Uh, just because like unifying the trios belts, or do you say you don't unify them because then you have to go through the problem of ununifying at some point too? Yeah, because like okay. unless you're getting rid of one of the belts, like it doesn't. Okay, fair enough. Um. But um, it looks like, you know, Keith Lee and Swerve is getting set up. Like, yeah. Keith Lee got a win over Shane Taylor. There was some yeah. collision that happened. That's okay. Like, it wasn't nothing compared to, like, the tag match they had with uh, the one guy in Swerve last year. That match was actually great. This match was fine. Match was, like, some two-and-a-half type of thing. They did a couple cool things, but, like, it it just it felt like they went too long. felt like they went too long, and they were trying to tell a grander story than what most people are even expect out of them. Um, mm-hmm. so it just went a little too long. Um, do you watch it or no? No. Okay. So by the end, Keith Lee in the, is one of those matches where like Taylor seems like he's going to have him beat and then like Keith Lee ducks under a move and then hits the big bang catastrophe and, and wins. And it's, um, then he goes for a, uh, he gets him up, he gets up Shane Taylor and they kind of squash it or whatever else. And then. Um, Shane Taylor's uh, two kids and, and wife are ringside or whatever else, and like his oldest daughter's like crying because she's like, "I really wanted you to beat Uncle, Uncle Keith and you couldn't do it." And I'm like, "Damn!" I'm like, "Damn!" 
Like, cause the whole thing is like, I stayed, you left, and I'm gonna beat your ass, and then like he and then Keith just come back and you lose. <laughs> Sorry, oh, bro. You, go, you gotta go to hell after that. Like and, and, you know, like we've seen we've seen tons of these, right? Like we saw the same we just saw it with Mayu and Kyrie last year, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like you left, you came back, like I'm I stayed or whatever else, and then like what happens, person that came back just drops you. Hell. Yeah. Like and obviously, you know how it is when someone comes back, like you should push that person or give them the win or whatever. But it's also like if it feels I'm feeling like, well, what if I didn't follow this person as they left or whatever? They just left and came back. It's like I, this person deserted me. I kind of want to see them lose and then build back. You know, I kind of want to see them, you know, hit their hit their second crossroads, go for a third one and catch some more spike. And then they have to go get it. You have to go get it for another year until they get to get their moment. Some people feel that way. Some people do feel that way. Man. Bro, um, when CM, look, when CM Punk go out here and, and, and catch a curve stomp, <laughs> it's going to be nasty. I'm, I'm, look, either way, either way, whatever scenario, one inch radio wins. It don't matter. Oh, absolutely. It don't matter. We get to laugh at Seth Rollins or we get to laugh at CM. Oh, my God. It don't matter. It don't matter. You see, we, we, you always come out on top when you were one nation radio. <laughs> Spe- speaking of, see, speaking of, speaking of, speaking of, speaking of always winning, there was somebody that, that, that Rich said always lost. That I that forgot t- about this. Took an all time L. I forgot about this, James. I'm glad you brought this up because it has been ages since we talked about Liv Morgan. Yeah. James, I don't know. Does getting arrested sound like winning to you? It does not. This was not someone that got arrested for protesting. You know, this was not someone who was arrested for meager, uh, you know, you know, arrested wrongfully, you know. Right. Like she got arrested for something lame. However, the reason why she got pulled over to begin with is because she was she was she was driving un- in- impaired, and like that that don't fly. Regardless regardless of whether regardless of whether we, we think like getting arrested for weed charges is lame, which it is, you can't be on the road behind the wheel operating a flying missile, fucked up. You just can't. Regardless of whatever it is, you just can't do it. Period. The weed possession charge she caught, that fucking sucks. She got caught because she was on the road and she was she was very swerving when she drives. Yeah. I didn't want to say that, but yeah, she was swerving on the road and she isn't where she is, and that sucks for her. And I hope that like um this never happens for him again. And like, you know I don't know how you I don't know how you contextualize any other way than like just you could put her next to a drunk driver. I don't know how you get. I don't know. It's the same thing. Yeah, this is like. I don't want to go too hard on her. And, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm just saying, like, hey, man, that, that's it's a bad look, and I'm leaving yeah. it at that. It's a bad look. You hope it never happens again, and I'm leaving it at that. Like, I'm not. Look, I'm not going to treat her like she's fucking Jeff Hardy and, and has yeah. done it a million times. Yeah. So just just never do no shit like that again, and hopefully you can resume your career. Maybe you might even get a push. You know, if you know. Is recent history is to be looked at in this promotion. So, um, do we need to talk about other? Do we need to talk about other wrestlers in WWE and in, uh, in, in drug usage right now? 
AJ, AJ Styles showed up. Oh my god. AJ Styles showed up in a, looking next to Randy Orton. And Randy Orton like Pete Randy Orton still at what 43? Randy Orton 40. He's gotta be older than 40. 44? He's 43. Okay. At 43, he still somehow looks like 36-year-old Randy Orton. And AJ Styles showing up like a like an AJ Styles that we have never seen before in life. Ever. Um, look, Bro, man, they're on the like they're on that Triple H package. You like, I'm gonna give you all my stuff. And look, we I gotta tell you, me and Rich, one H radio, we do not care. We just point, <laughs> we, we just point out, that, hey, something that's changed here, and it ain't just the diet. And and hopefully, and hopefully, uh, it don't wreck their their the back half of their life and uh their their uh, hey, uh their way of life. You know, you know, Punk about to get on it. Punk already looks in better shape. Like you know. Like he like looks there's no way he maybe can go maybe back. he maybe showed up with a pump or whatever else, but he looks in better shape than he was when he at the end Bro, of AEW. He does. There's no way he can show up in WWE looking how he looked in some of them collision matches. There's no fucking way. That's like true. that man is about to inhale some PEDs, just like just like AJ. AJ came back. Bro, this man AJ Styles. I've never seen came. AJ. I've never seen AJ just cut up before. And the thing about him being cut up is like. He's 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 done he's done the thing that makes you question how did this happen because it's like all right he was gone he, well no not no 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 it's just like when you look at the body type like he looks like when people try to lose weight or whatever else they try to lean out to get more ripped or whatever else normally because you lose fat or whatever else you don't put on muscle as you do it you're just losing fat so like you look smaller you look a little you look more wire wiry than you did like before you start to cut the thing with him is he looks like he weighs the same that he used to weigh while also have lost whatever percentage of fat that's not how that normally goes unless you have additional and, and there lies the, and there lies a quote-unquote issue if you if you consider it an issue i don't consider it an issue i don't care if you look, if you, piss, if you piss to a cup and in, in, in the cup disintegrates in your hand, that's <laughs> as, long as, you, as long as you ain't having no weird freakouts or whatever else emotionally, that's on you. Put, put whatever yeah. in your body you want to. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, um, I, I'm not here to police these these these, these dudes, these grown athletes. Um, you know, I feel like most of these people kind of know what they're doing, right? Of course, there is an elevated uh, injury risk or whatever, as we saw with Cody Rhodes. Uh, I'm not saying whether he was on it or not, but you couldn't look at pictures of him of when he was in AEW and then he came back to WWE. Stark difference. Um, and then, you know, of course, the steroid injury or whatever, like with the torn pec. So, you know, yeah, AJ looks huge. Um, I, I can't even, you know... Like say like, if if you don't think if you think that man was just, just decide to you know lift a bar five hundred times a day like I, I I'm telling you I don't think that's how that went. Yeah, and another thing about AJ is like AJ always was in like a really good shape anyway. He always had a good physique, but like, it's like all of a sudden like wait now all of a sudden you look like you look like you look as cut up as like Pete Dolph Ziggler. You were never that cut up before. Yeah, man. That's that's and you're doing it at 46. That's 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 nutrition system. Look, nutrition solutions ain't doing all that. Why? That's, that's kind of where I'm getting at. And like, look, whatever. 
whatever. But, once the once the bell rings and he's on pay per view, I'm I'm be there watching. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> like look, you look when we, look when we be watching these uh these when we watch Brian Cage walk his ass in the middle of Texas Death. Do you think either one of us cared? No, absolutely not. Yeah, like look. All this stuff's been going on with MJF over the last year. Have anyone cared outside of his performance whether match match good or match bad? No, we don't give a shit. Um, yeah, man, it's uh, it's interesting though, like because they're they have a wellness policy. I don't know if they necessarily do in AEW. Maybe they skirted. So. Maybe these two have skirted because, like, I know Randy Orton's on a on a he's on a part timer schedule, right? On selected dates. I don't know Maybe. what AJ's. I don't know what AJ's situation is. Yeah. Um, also, Edge. Edge was on one of them on them per date things. He was in WWE. Look, showed up at AEW, looking like how he did when he was in his peak, and he's in his late forties. Hey, man. Like, hey, look at when them Edge matches get booked, right? He gets booked, and then there's like a long, there's like a six week period before he's booked again. <laughs> that sounds like perfect amount of time to get a cycle in. Now you're like, not you know, you know, Edge be like, you know, I'm on a cut, you know, I'm, I'm, he's treated like, like, you know, like those uh the people that be uh, doing these cuts, like, you know, I'm six weeks out, I'm eight weeks out, I'm four weeks out. Maybe that's how Edge treating it. He may, he may be treating it that way. However, I think you get a little help. Whatever, whatever, man. I feel like I gotta do a zoom real quick just to just for my boy Sir Sam that jumped in the comments. See if it works. Oh. Oh, it does work. Look at it, James. <laughs> oh my God, this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh I love God. it. Make sure y'all screen cap this. Five second pose. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, with any other questions? Um. Y'all can kiss Chris Jericho's ass. Um, you know, anybody don't like my dog, Chris Jericho. I saw a lot of people talking down. Uh, once, you know, Kenny went out, was making their little jokey jokes about Jericho sending Kenny to the hospital because of the promo, blah, blah, blah. He's here. He's going to be here uh, until he's not signed and deal with it. You know, never count him out. You know, yeah, y'all trying to throw dirt on him. All right. I'm warning you now. Yeah. It'll be, look, look. I, I've seen this this story play out for like thirty years now, James. I, I need to ask you this. He just gets back over again. It's, it's just what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I meant to ask you this. Do you think he blew through too much stuff? Like too fast um, in AEW. I just think he's gone through all of his natural arcs or whatever. No, and, but do you think he went through stuff too fast though? Like, do you think like like so? Example, right? Inner circle. Do you think they could have gotten another Look, year, six months, eight, a year out of it? No, because no. everyone says it's all going on too long anyway. Talk, fuck, the, fuck the outside bullshit. I'm talking about, like, I'm asking you as a person that's like actually objective or trying and an objective. I'm trying to ask you like an objective question. Like, you know, we talked about Cody blew through a lot of stuff really quick. Like, yeah, the, could they have? I think him and like, MJF that one's like that one's like a full year. Them not doing Sammy I, and and Lay Sex and Lay Sex as a tag team before doing the breakup just seems like that was that was a they should have they should have got six months out of that. They should have got a big victory for Sammy over Jericho at some point. Maybe they still do that, but it seems like it doesn't naturally fit in anymore. Right. Um, and I think that's a missed opportunity. Um, 
you know, he he lost the title. Uh, let's take it back. So he's, you know, he wins the AW title. He holds it six months. In retrospect, and actually at, in real time, I think he holds it for like the perfect amount of time. It's like I agree. six months. Then you can hand it over to like the the wrestlers to to kind of build this thing, like the modern, you know, guys and Jordan, the modern guy himself, but yeah. like the younger guys, and he can still do the unit stuff. Um, Worked with Orange Cassidy. That went a long time or whatever. I went 11 weeks, I think. Yeah, they did. Um, you know, he, he did the long thing with MJF. Right. Uh, he ended up in one of the most over things we've ever seen in the history of pro wrestling when he walks to the ring without his music and the whole crowd sings the song. If you tell me some shit that's ever happened like that, um, I think where he I think the mistakes of Jericho is just the quick change of directions Okay. where it's like we're going to blow up the inner circle but then just jump right into a new unit and then like the way the unit disbanded this time was not satisfying and I don't think it was necessarily satisfying with how they broke up the inner circle either mm-hmm. um, but I think Jericho, you know, he got to be the ROH champion, like a single champion again. Kind of, he did he great work with worked. that. It was absolutely yeah. great success. You know, like it. I feel like he's kind of just reaching a natural point now, and it's like, all right, I've done. And he swung back around. What did he swing back around to? Kenny Omega, the first guy he ever worked with in AW. So, like, I don't think this was something that was like, yeah. We're gonna do the tag team with Kenny Omega. I don't know what would have necessarily been next had Kenny not like gone out with this. Mm-hmm. Whatever, if they do Jericho Omega three or whatever, if that was on deck or not. Um, but I think you know people are just tired of him, and he has been overexposed to an extent, like because he's he's consistently been there. He's toured, but he's never really taken big time, you know, like a like a 10-month period of him not being there, like and Kenny Omega for injury. Has, and basically everyone has this been like a, a major contributor to the roster from day one, right. like whether it's been injury or suspension or or what have you. People have, or, you know, even rehab, people have taken breaks. Yeah. He hasn't. So- the only real break he had was like, and he was still showing up on television was when he dropped all that weight after his health scare in 2021. Right. And then he showed back up and didn't wrestle until I think March was that revolution, but he showed up, you know, with the six pack and all that. So that was like the biggest amount of time he's had away. Could it be beneficial for him to like step back a little bit? Maybe. Um, but I think he still has things he wants to do. Like, as far as, like, you know, guys he wants to work with. And I think it would be, you know, could I, he, he mentioned he wanted to work with Mark Briscoe. He said he wanted to work with Swerve. Um, and I saw a lot of people just saying, oh, yeah, you know, Swerve's hot right now. Of course, Jericho wants to work with him. Jericho's always liked Swerve. From day one, he's had him on his podcast twice. Like, and right. has always kind of, like, looked at Swerve as, like, right. off the Jericho tree. Right. So, like. You know, why? You, know, you know why he likes him? Because he's just like him. Has a podcast, a musician, a wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, Swerve NXT, like, 
his his like uh, positive stuff as far as like the person that pushed him through is Sean, not Triple H. He it was like Triple H didn't really didn't see it until later on. Of course he, of course Jericho likes he, uh, like it's it's Triple H slander. Of course, of course Jericho <laughs> likes Swerve. Like, you know, so Swerve in the proxy war. He's yeah. in the proxy war. Yeah. great. Uh, you know, it's just it's just it's like part of the influence. Like, oh, you're a Sean guy. I'm, I'm a Sean guy too. Cool. You ain't really fucking Triple H. Me neither. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you, know, you know, it's it's a bunch of this. You know, it's a bunch of this. That's funny. That's great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, um, as far as like what Jericho can do going forward, <clears throat> I don't know, man. Like I, I feel like he he has he's reached the conclusion to, of a lot of his natural arcs. Mm-hmm. I think you know if you want to heat up him and Sammy Guevara, I think you could do it with with a promo segment. But is like, Guevara on, per, on paternity leave, or is he injured? yeah, or is concussion, concussion and paternity leave? Okay. But I heard he was clear from his concussion, so like he might just be still, you know, with child. Because I remember doing that match as it happened. I was like, bro, is he concussed? He looks he looks loopy as hell. And then like he just continued wrestling. I was like, I guess not. Whatever. And then you find out the concussion is like, see, I knew his ass was out there not loopy. He's out here looking crazy. You know, he's dealing with Don Callis and all that. Yep. He can, you know, he's gonna need some 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 help. Who, are they, uh, who do you think they're going to pull off of the like the scrap heap to try to salvage this? Because like it's not just a Jericho thing as far as Jericho going to be around. It's like without Jericho around, like unless you're just going to let them dudes run. I'm sorry, without Omega around, unless you're just going to let like uh, Callus and his guys just like just kill them. Shop on like Rampage where, until they come until Omega and Kenny can team back up. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> and it's like there's not a lot of great places to turn. Like it's like, all right, because people are kind of tied up in the you know people he has relations with. He's I know, classic. The, yeah, yeah. You know, could, could could he get involved with with Miro? Could he could he find something on Saturday nights to do? Like, I don't know. Like, oh, post post continental classic, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to think who else, you know, do you pull Kota Ibushi off the bench and say, hey, you're a team with Chris Jericho now. Um, I don't know how that would be. That would, yeah. um, it's got to be somebody um, that you can think of. Like, And he's in a weird spot because it's like, all right, you continue going forward with Chris Jericho as a baby face. You could hard turn him and then, like, have him work with, you know, whoever, but – Zekamaki says you can end the Callis family because Kenny is going to be out for a while. But like, but you, I don't think you can do that because like, there's too many guys that they've invested stuff into. They're tied up. Take, just, just like, just scrap the whole thing wholesale. Like, they always want to push Hobbs with Collision when they started. That's why they did the whole thing with him and uh, Warlow to start it off with, right? Um, they or sorry, uh, look, the start off, not, crit- not him and Warlow, but start off Collision. Uh, Takesha got the win over over Omega, and they were just ha- hanging around with that. Like they had, you know, um, they added Kyle Fletcher, and Fletcher is now the TV champion for ROH. It's like they they want to do something with that faction. Maybe it's maybe they're waiting for like uh, BCC to all get out of the Conor Classic, and that's who they and that's who they feud with in like BCC or the Baby Faces. I um because it seems like the leader Chris, would be doing it. What what if Chris Jericho? 
So I caught Tony Khan and to let him be the devil. I don't even think, look, I feel like Chris Jericho sees, like, he makes smart decisions, but, like, I don't think Chris Jericho, he would see that coming a mile away. That is not a good idea. I don't think we have to worry about that. I was you know just what? saying. You know what, fine. Since we just come, what, 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 can we just come up with bad, even, like, you find like, the worst idea? Like, what if Matt Hardy was a devil? Like, let's let come up with like, the shit. worst and worst and worst idea for the sake. Like, smart Mark Sterling is a devil. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, not like when I say this because like now do you see why like regardless of whoever it is going to be eventually, it will not be satisfying. It is mystery box bullshit. It yo, is overrated. Could, it is overrated. Could, could Jericho work with Jack Perry when he comes back? I don't think they've they've crossed paths in years. Ooh, I don't remember them ever crossing paths. Ten minute time limit. Can you last oh, ten shit, minutes with Chris right. Jericho? That's right. I think I think that might be something that was like to explore. Wasn't it to build up the Chicago Thanksgiving 2019 takeover or not takeover dynamite? That was like the that was the end of the year dynamite. Okay. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I, I do that. Jack Perry and Chris Jericho at some point. I mean, promo wise, like Perry could use him to try to like. Get up his chops to work to work across somebody and play off someone like Jericho. Absolutely, that's the answer. Jack Perry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess we can wrap it up, James. <laughs> we kind of went off format a little bit, oh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, you definitely did. We, like, we, we didn't talk we about the show. We just, just basically like talk about Continental Classic, which you know whatever else uh, in. Amongst other, and answered the mailbox, or and, and talked about yeah. what, oh, or Omega and Okada. It's interesting because we talk about yeah. Omega and Okada like <laughs> for the last seven years. They're always late somehow. Yeah, man, uh, this is our last episode of the year before FOH, and you won't hear from us until actually no, it's not the last episode of the year. We're gonna do probably an off-brand day show. Yeah. Um, yeah. At, at some point, so I'll save the uh, the sappy speech for then and all that. But just make sure y'all uh, check out the FOH. We want to smash last year's record and all that. Um, it is a great show, and it is a. Um, I think there's it's a huge roller coaster. There's just like there's funny shit you can't recreate anywhere except in the FOH environment. You know. And it's like this, and it's like, you know, there's a lot of gratitude at the end, and um, you know, thank you guys for for listening to the show, and um, you know, thank you for supporting FOH so, uh, in advance, so wrap this up, man. Yeah, uh, thanks for listening, y'all. Um, if you're watching from the stream, you can go to the uh, podcast show notes and find the link to the Red Circle to donate there. Um, and uh, so the show's a network. Besides what you're reading, yes. Keep the strong style. All things elite and imps WWE adventure. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Peace. Ho, ho, ho. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, 
and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.